With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello. Thank you. 
Hello, good morning, good morning, good morning. Anybody here? Good morning. Yeah, no, nobody's here. <laughs> hey, good morning. Now, listen to that, I guess I was listening to that funeral parlor music for a minute. I was like, I thought the call you saying. You know what? That funeral parlor music. It's in the piano concerto. I was like, oh, really, man? Nice. Nice. Good morning, Lee. <laughs> Good morning, love. How are you? I'm well and you. On this uh, 14th day of, of September. Mm. Mm, mm. Yes. Yes, please. Yes. yes. This year going on by. <laughs> Tell me about it. I said, sure, we're going to look up. I was telling one of the parents at school yesterday, we're going to look up. And it's going to be November. It's going to be time for Thanksgiving. Before we know it. Shoot, January. Mm-hmm. Three months, y'all. Man. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I'm going to need it, too. I'm gonna, I need to send a note out to parents today. School will be out. October seventh and eleventh. Make provisions for your children. Gotta go. You break. Already. What you what you're having that day? Well, me um I'm adhering to the district schedule. To the you know, the regular district schedule here. So uh-huh. they're out I don't even know why they're out those days. I don't even check to see why. But uh they're out so we're gonna be out well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, so when they have half days, I still have school all day because uh-huh. one of the things that I never liked about the district was the fact that they had school out so many days. But, I mean, I'm sorry, the fact that they have so many half days, but parents work. 
So what are you supposed to do? You know, you can't leave your child, I mean, leave your job to go get your child in the middle of the day. So, you know, I always kind of have a little issue with that. So we don't do half day. Once your kid is there, your kid is just there. You don't have to worry about figuring out how you're going to pick them up and, you know, all of that nonsense. Right. You know, just a little something I thought would make life easier. Right. Yeah, because we got a day out next Friday. Oh, okay. Uh, Ooh, three-day weekend. Oh, uh, well, I don't have a day out. I got to go to work. The kids will have. We got a PD day. Oh, it's an institute day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, those days used to hurt my feelings. Wait yeah, a minute. I don't, like I don't have to go. Yeah. Oh, well, at least you don't have to fool with the children. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's my day. I forgot. I forgot. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. I can do, you know, I'll try to stay on as long as I can to take my duty. And ask us, Arthur, would you please open us up for prayer? <clears throat> and I'll follow you up. And then, um, you can go, and then is there anyone else on the line right now who would like to be in the morning prayer rotation? Please speak up or so. I can give you your order. Okay. Okay. So then Arthur, you'll go, then I'll go, and then Sam. Okay. Good morning, Lord God. We just thank you, Lord God, that we have the opportunity to come before you, Lord God, with the heart of thanksgiving, with the heart of praise, Lord God. As a one body, Lord God, to worship the only true living God, that is you, Lord, God Jehovah. We come thank you, Lord Father God, for this day's journey, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for you awakening us, Lord, to a brand new day with brand new mercies, brand new glory and blessings, Lord God, aside for each and every one of us. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for keeping us as we slept last night. We thank you, Lord God, for waking us with the activity of our lips, with our story and our right minds and having the activity of our lips. Father God, there are so many blessings that we can reflect on, Lord God, just to give praise and glory and honor and thanks to know that it's you, Lord God, who have placed them, Lord God, in our care. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for just giving us the love of Jesus, Lord God, to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, Lord God. So we know that after that time, all things will be added to us. Father God, restore us, Lord God, renew us, strengthen us, and carry us through this day. Let our our desires line up with your will, Lord God. Let us walk according to the ways that you have placed before us. Father God, we want to thank you, Lord God, that even in our moment of panic, Lord God, you answered us, Lord God. In our moments of distress, Lord God, you were there to keep your hand of protections around us. Father God, I just thank you, Lord God, that you even just Bless Sam, Lord God, on yesterday that even when they didn't know where his mother was, Lord God, you have already 
had your hands of protection around her, Lord God, and had her kept safe in your arms, Lord God, and that he found her so that that stress could be removed from him, Lord God. Father God, I ask that you bless his household. Give him the mind to care for his family, Lord God, and let let there be peace upon them, Lord God. Watch over Morgan in her care as she's matriculating in school away from home, Lord God. Keep her safe, Lord God. Keep your arms of protection around her from the enemies, Father God. Father God, I even ask you to just bless them, Lord God. Even as Sam get ready to pray for us, Lord God, let your power come from on high, Lord God, that he will speak the words that you have given to him in his heart for each and every individual, Lord God, and that you will hear his prayers and you will ask of them, Lord God, and for those people who you stand in the gap for. Father God, I ask you to be with Lisa this morning, Lord God, as she get ready to break the bread of life, Lord God, the message that you have given to her to give to us, Lord God. Let it not fall on unfertile ground, but let it fall into fertile ground, Lord God. Would it be rooted in our hearts, Lord God, that it will be governed in our spirits so that we can go on and use those words, Lord God. So there's power in your word. There's power in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Give her the boldness, Lord God, to speak, Lord God. Let your tongue be loose, Lord God, so she will speak the words that you have given to her. Anoint her afresh and give her the strength, Lord God, to continue to to travel the journey you have placed her on, not only her, but all people who come on this call. Keep your arms of protection around us throughout this day, Lord God. We ask you to tear down the, the attack of the enemy and anything that's trying to get us off our mark. Let us walk according to your will and your way, Lord God, and to your precepts. Let us receive the promises that you have given us, Lord God, for all of your promises are yea and amen. Lord God, those who need healing, Lord God, let them confess it and stand on your word that by Jesus Christ we are healed. Those who need a financial blessing, Lord God, let them ask, Lord God, and have the faith that they will receive it, Lord God. Those who need just a little bit more faith, Lord God, we ask, Lord God, that you impart it into them, Lord God, and grant them the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding, Lord God, of how to go about and operate their business. Keep us in perfect peace. Keep your arms of protection around us. Let us dwell in the shadow of your almighty wings, Lord God, that no weapons formed against us shall prosper, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for keeping our country, our president, Lord God, safe. Keep your love and arms around us, Lord God. So many sins are going about this world, Lord God. And so many times we fall short of your glory, Lord God. But we ask that your mercy will be granted to us, Lord God, that your favor will be granted to mankind because you love us, Lord God. Return us from our backsliding ways, Lord God. Heal us from where we have backsliding. Forgive us, Lord God, of all our shortcomings, Lord God, and cast them into the sea of forgiveness that it would not rise up against us in the day of judgment. Right now we have a, 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 a Lord and Satan who is praying for us, Lord God, but there's going to become a time of judgment, God, when we all have to answer to your call. But, Father God, we ask that you will forgive us of those areas where we have committed the sins and, and, and been, been bound by afflictions and iniquities that are keeping us from feeling your love. Let your love of your presence forever be upon us. Father God, we stand in the gap for those who are unsaved right now. And, Lord God, let them know that they have a way out. Lord God, let's do Christ Jesus. All they have to do is confess the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as their sons, Lord God, as their Lord, Lord God, 
and they will be forgiven of their sins. Their lives will be changed. Their lives will be renewed. They will be restored to the rights of place and become the men and women of God who you have called us all to be. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, 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 amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come before you this morning. We come before you and thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you on the pleasure. We thank you, we thank you for all of the blessings that you have upon us. We thank you that we arose this morning. We thank you that as we arose, we have the activity of our men so that we can go about by ourselves in and of our own volitions and get up and do the things that we need to do. We are thankful that as we got up and we walked around our house and we went to our bathrooms and our kitchens and we went to wake our loved ones that they were indeed able to be roused from their sleep because so many people did not have that fortune this morning. We thank you that for those of us who either have a job or, or have a business and so forth, we just thank you that we still have a way that we can provide for ourselves and our families sometimes we forget that even though we may not have as much as we want to or as much as we feel like we should have, we thank you that we have enough. We thank you for sufficiency. And, and we just thank you that that we are not um, homeless. Uh, I, you know, I saw somebody uh, yesterday who was clearly homeless on drugs or whatever the case may have been, but we just thank you that that is not our situation. And we just want to be ever mindful of people who are in situations that are less fortunate than we. And we want, we just ask that you constantly bring it to our minds and recall, help us to recall uh, that attitude of gratitude, that uh, that way, that way of of doing things, and uh, that that helps us to remember that that we are blessed and cannot look down upon other people because they keep us humble. Father, this morning we just ask that you be on the line and you be with us. All the words that are shared, the prayers, the teachings, and the testimonies, the experiences that, that individuals uh, that they share, because it's not always easy to share personal experience. And so we just we just ask that, that you just open the hearts and the spirits and the ears the minds of every single person who is within earshot of what's being said this morning so that they receive receive everything that they are to receive and that it hits their hearts and spirits the way that it needs to individually and as a collective. And so, Father, we just ask that you move more freely, that you have your way, that you orchestrate this entire call, as you do every day, so that it achieves the the goal that achieves the result in the lives of everyone the way that you will have it to go and do the same way. Father. Yes, 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 Father. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit, yes. Thank you, Daddy God, yes. Thank you, Father God, Thank you, Holy Spirit, yes. Yes, Father. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, yes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Pressing on. Marching on. Mm. Strengthen us. Gird us up. Increase in our lives, Lord. Father God, come forth, come forth, Lord. Narakosa, come forth, Father God. Mm. We're beseeching your presence, Lord. Come forth. We're beseeching you, Holy Spirit. Come forth. Yes. Let that anointing begin to pour forth over our lives. Strengthen us, Lord. Let that anointing begin to come forth over our lives. As the word of God enters in, as the anointing of God enters in, Father. Help us to hear, help us to see, help us to move. Run to the go say she to 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 go Thank you, Father God. Yashako Bokandi Hitko Hondrako said it go hondrandiko said it gasanda dedicumbrandiko said it can dedicandrigo horande seke yes, Father. Pour forth your giftings. Pour forth your love, pour forth your grace, your mercy, your favor, pour forth your life, Father. Help us to hear from you, Lord. Help us to hear from you, Daddy God. Help us to hear from you, Father. As the anointing increases, as the power of God increases, Lord. Mm. As the word of God goes forth, Lord, let us draw from you, Father God. Let us draw from you, Lord, that which we need. Let us draw from you, Father. Let us open up the door, Father, the cabinet door, the kitchen refrigerator, and just go forth and get whatever it is that we need, Lord. Let us open up and say, well, let me get some of this. Let me get some of that, Father, for you have whatever it is that we need, Lord. Whether it's grace, mercy, favor, strength, wisdom, guidance, peace, Father, whatever it is we need, Lord, we can just go forth to you. You have it, Lord. You are Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Father, I just don't know what's going on. Well, let me go get some guidance. Father, I got some hurts. Well, let me go get some healing. Father, I got some issues in my life. I don't know what to do. Let me go get some wisdom. Mm, mm, mm. Father, I just really don't be like, feel like being bothered. Well, let me go get some peace. 
Father, I know it needs to be done, but I don't want to do it. Well, Lord, let me go get some desire. Let me go get some strength. Mm, mm, mm. Lord, I don't have any money. Well, let me go get some provisions, some finance, some breakthroughs, some turnarounds. Father God, I'm in a hard place and a rock, and things are coming on all over my life. Lord, well, let me go get some miracles. Father God, whatever it is that we need, you have given us provision, Lord. We just got to continue to press, Father God. We got to continue to press, Lord, and let you be God. You say the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. So, Father God, when we are seeking you for our steps, when we are seeking you for our guidance, when we come to those hard, those hard places, Lord, we know that you are there, that you did not lead us to a dead end. And the natural might look that way, but, Father God, we got something that's greater than the natural. Come on now. We got the supernatural. We got the most high God. In other words, is there is no other God than you. There is no other God higher than you, Lord. People might get caught up in their worship things and idols, Lord, but when it comes down to it, you are the true God, Father. Even Satan, Lord, he has to bow down to you. And sometimes we got to remind them of such, Lord. Sometimes we got to remind them, hey, dude, you know what? You don't run this thing. Because, see, he tries to get us to walk in fear. He tries to get us to see, you know, this could happen, that could happen, that's going to be bad, that's going to be bad. But, Father God, mm-mm, he got to bow down to you, so why should we let him run our lives, Lord? He does go around there. See, Father God, he, he, he got to submit to you, Father God. But sometimes we got to remind him of that because he ain't nothing but a bully. He's nothing but a bully, and we got to remind him because he tries to come into our situation and circumstances and say, you're going to die, this is going to happen. But we got to speak life and that more abundant. We got to confess your word over our situations and circumstances and let your word begin to work in our lives. Let your word begin to work in our hearts, Father God. See, that's our responsibility, not yours. Because on that cross, when you hung on Calvary, you said these final words, it is finished. So from that point on, Lord, whatever needs to be done, we have to get into your word to find it out. Father God, because we got authority in this world, in the heavens, in the earth, and below the earth. We have more authority than Adam. Adam had dominion over the earth. We got dominion over the earth, above the earth, and under the earth. So we got dominion over the satanic heavenly realms. Well, Adam didn't even have that. So, Father God, you got to train us how to walk in that dominion. See, that's what we're missing in that, Lord. We don't understand that we have to be trained. We think we can just go willy-nilly and make this happen. No, it don't happen like that. But, Lord, you have to train us how to walk in your provision. You have to train us how to walk in you. But, see, that comes from relationship, Father. And that's what we've been studying about lately is relationship, Lord. The Holy Spirit come forth into our hearts, into our lives. Draw us to where you desire us to be so we can go forward to do that what you called us to do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Right, uh, all right. Kicking it off this morning. <laughs> in the party started. All right, all right, all right, all right. 
Is there anybody else who, who we have looked over who maybe have joined us this morning prayer rotations again? Who would like to speak? No? Okay. All right, well, <clears throat> um, you know, clearly I won't be able to be on as long as I used to. But I do want to, and this is um, you know, just taken from this, um, what do you say? You know, just things that I've been experiencing as of late. And I was going to read from, because I'm going to go ahead and do the reading now while I have, you know, five or ten minutes to do it. This is, I was going to read from the book that I was reading from previously. I think it's Miles Monroe book, Strength to Sin. Or, excuse me, um, Power of Purpose to the Purpose. But I'm going to read from... T.D. Jakes this morning, Strength to Fans. And so I am going to begin to read from there um, early as soon as I dry my hands. All right. <clears throat> so this is from TDJ Strength of Sand, and I'm going to read. Uh, I always like to read the introduction so that we know and understand what the author was thinking and what he had, you know, what was his intention for even writing a book. And that helps us to glean more, more information and more of the meaning of it. So I'm going to go ahead and read the introduction. This book will equip you to meet the devil's end-time onslaught before the plan of God. Believers are equipped with the strength to stand because of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Whether or not we make ourselves available to their strength is a question. You are capable of achieving more than you ever imagined by accessing the power that the Lord God has designed especially for you. His master plan is to carry you to new and exciting heights of splendor, hope, and love. When economic troubles, family struggles, political upheavals, and natural disasters take center stage, you can rest assured with an inner peace that passes all understanding that you have the power to victoriously live through it all. You are the salt of the earth, the beacon in a dark world, a refreshing stream for a thirsty land. Only through the powerful anointing of the Holy Spirit will the church Forge ahead with strength to overcome, succeed, thrive, advance, and win. As we share our Savior with others, his death flows through us to make the world a safer, stronger, and more beautiful place. A place where children are welcome and grandparents are respected. A place where Jesus is Lord and his kingdom will come. The strength and through whatever comes your way is at your fingertips. As you discover his will for you, Keep your heart, mind, and spirit open to receive his anointing. Allow him to fill you to overflow and watch your family, co-workers, and those around you enjoy the glory of God's flesh and all over them. 
Christians know that their lives with God can be full of new experiences every day. Instead of merely enjoying our salvation, we can enjoy the <clears throat> we can enjoy the fullness that God has provided in the Holy Spirit by availing ourselves of His strength and power within us. If you have been saved by the grace of God, you have a calling on your life. God may want you to be a pastor, an evangelist, or a missionary. He may call you to be a light in the business world. You may have been apprehended by the hand of God to write books, lead people in worship, or raise godly children. These gifts and callings were not placed in your life to lie dormant. Only by the power of the Holy Ghost will you see them fulfilled. This book shows you how to meet challenges and overcome them victoriously as you have the strength to stand and to realize your full potential. If you apply these practical truths in your life, you will begin to experience a new freshness in God. The plans that you have hoped to fulfill all your life will become reality. Do you long for certain things in God? Does your sanctified soul stir at the thought of doing escapes for God? A sense of destiny causes you to determine no matter what I'm exposed to, I can and will make it. These truths will take you to higher heights and deeper depths in God. Get ready to experience a new joy and strength that will change your life as you overcome adversity. Succeed in achieving your goals. Derive in all aspects of your life. Advance your dreams and visions and win each race that you won with the grace of God. So that's the intro to this. I don't know about you all, but to me, it's encouraging. So I'm going to go ahead and read part of, of Chapter 1, Your Strength to Stand. And so the passage of Scripture is Romans 14 and 4. Who are you to judge another servant? To his own master he stands or falls. Indeed, he will be made to stand, for God is able to make him understand. Do you believe God is able to pick you up and make you stand? Until you know that God is able, you will never cry out for his help. God asked the prophet Isaiah, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary? That's Isaiah 40 and 28. God wants us to understand that there is no lack of strength in him. You may not have much of a prayer life, but God says, Hast thou not known? In other words, you should have known that he would take care of you. The word says that the everlasting God, the creator of the universe, is all-powerful. He has brought you through many problems, so don't let Satan deceive you into thinking that it was just luck or coincidence that delivered you. God is my strength and my power, and he makes my perfect wife. Remember what God has done for you. If you can't seem to remember anything he has done for you personally, then look around at others who have been delivered out of situations worse than yours. See what God did for them and tell yourself, if he can do it for them, I know he can do it for me. God's divine love and power brought them through, and he will do the same for you. God, God says, I have the strength that is necessary to escalate and motivate and move you up and out of your circumstances. Some live in rebellion against God's word which clearly commands, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. 
Because of their pride, such people never seek God's counsel on anything or consult the advice of the word of God on important decisions. When they do go to the Bible about some matter or pressing issue, they misinterpret God's word to make it mean what they want it to say. They have become very skilled and crafty at erroneously using the word to rationalize and justify their own selfish motivation. Remember, that is a way which seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Instead of traveling this road of destruction, you can take the righteous alternative, which is the counsel of God. If you want to be victorious in all your endeavors, then don't lean on your own understanding or to your own devices or innovations. Instead, in all your ways, acknowledge the Lord, and he will direct your path. Seek the word of the Lord about everything that concerns you, and you will, like the great warrior Joshua, have good success. If you want to be profitable in business and successful in life, develop an attitude and habit of inquiring of the Lord, and you will never fail. Turn from the wicked way of your own fleshly wisdom and acknowledge the Lord, and he will direct your path. Okay, that's the first part of chapter 1. Does anyone have anything they would like to say about this, about standing, um, about allowing God to, to help you to stand, about um, God being able to pick you up and, and help you stand, or about, um, you know, leaning not to your own understanding? Anything that has been shared, does anyone have any comments about that experiences, insight, wisdom? No? Nothing? Okay. Well, what do you think about this? It says, until you know that God is able, you will never cry out for his help. What do y'all think about that? What did you say? Until you know that God is able, you will never cry out for his help. That's a statement that was um, made. In the in the text, what do you all think about that? Well, I would say this. That's I forget what the word that Erica says all the time. That's an interesting statement because that's where people struggle. At you, we we struggle because we don't know he's able, mm-hmm. and, and that makes us afraid. We we might talk it out of our mouth, but our actions speak otherwise. You know, so and, and that's the process that we have to go through in order to till we come to that point. And see, I, and I, I know that God understands that. So, and it, but the thing is, are we willing to try Him? You know, and, and I give you a perfect example. Oh, I'm gonna pray. God is my healer. God is my healer. And you get home, you got a headache. You run to the cabinet for some aspirin. You know, and and we do it all the time. And I I guess we're so self-programmed to the ways of the world that we walk away, pull away from the ways of the word. You know, and then again, that like even when I was praying that day, that has to be taught. You know, and your ultimate teacher is the Holy Spirit. So it's a lot more that goes involved in than just quoting a couple of scriptures and I got this thing and, 
You know, if not, all of us would be living at another level of, of blessing, and we're not. To be honest with you, most of us are walking around here beat up and be defeated. And I'm talking about his children. You know, you got different levels of everything. So getting back to your question, I think people struggle with believing that God is real and that he's able. But I, I know that if we're willing to try him out, and let him prove himself. Because even in his word, when it was talking about, uh, I think it was financial blessing, he said, prove me this. In other words, try me out. Try me out. And if we come with, with him to that, okay, Lord, I'm scared. I don't believe this, but, Lord, I'm willing to try and just start there, then that will will help us to grow into the point of knowing that it's evil. Because the majority of people do not know that it's evil because they they don't they don't live it. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, something you just said. I'm gonna ask you further about it. You said that they don't a lot of people aren't, you know, walking in the fullness of all that they could be walking in because they don't believe he's real. They don't believe he's real, they don't believe he's able. How do you so how do you come to know that he's real? Because I know a lot of folks they they say, you know, we have see programs, especially those who are raised in church and, you know, has been around it all their life, they just, at a certain point, you just, you know, say things. You know how you just say things because that's what you are used to saying, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you really believe it. So how do you come to know that he's real? If someone were to ask you that question, you know what, I, I don't believe that he's real. How do I know you're real? What would you say? Well, it's going to start with being real with yourself and being real with God and saying, okay, Lord, I'm struggling here. If you are really real, prove yourself. Mm -hmm. Just right there. Because, see, understand this. You think we got a desire to know God is real? God has more desire for us to understand that he's real. God has more desire for us to come forth into his word. God has more desire. Remember, Jesus got up off the throne to save us. So, again, Jesus got off the throne and put on flesh, so he understands all that we're dealing with. So if we will humbly, and see, now this is the thing, just because you say, okay, Lord, prove me now. It's a different. Okay, Lord, show me that you're real. See, now, right then and there, that's, that, that's pride, that's flesh, and, and you know, he ain't going to show up in that. Because remember, he is God. So you get to a point that you're humble and you submissive and you are really open, oh, he'll show up because he's also God of love. So if we would just be real with ourselves and say, Lord, you know, I done heard about you in this. I done heard about you in that. Lord, if you are real, would you prove it? Would you show yourself to me? Would you come forth? Because if you're real, I would like to know, but I, I, I'm struggling. Talk to him like that. I guarantee you these three. He wants you to come to him. So he ain't going, ha, 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 I'm going to make you wait. No, but if you come in your head and your pride and your flesh, he ain't going because he, he's real, but he's also your creator. 
let's just like say like this. If you own a company and you have an employee that you actually been watching, he doesn't know, and that employee comes to you, hey, I need a raise. You don't give me a raise. And you're the boss. What would you probably do? Mm-hmm. You know, he come all in his pride, this, that, and other. Even if he worth it and you might want to, you as a boss would probably go, you know what? I don't know, but now if he came, look, man, I've been hard working this, I've been doing that, and, you know, I, I deserve it. Even if you come, look, if you don't give me a raise, I think I'm going to seek employment. You are more prone to actually even look at, see if you can afford it, evaluate or whatever. Not saying you will or you won't, but that attitude makes a difference. So now, if you're the owner of a company and you're not going to just let your employees come to you any kind of way, what you think God going to do? He's the owner of the universe. And this little speck of dust, because that's what we're called, specks of dust, is going to come to me who created the speck of dust and talk about what he did. Mm, no, that ain't going to fly off too well. Well, all right then. Well, while we at it, hell, let's go to the next one. Have you heard, now this is interesting, have you heard, I can't read this morning, have you ever heard the devil say, you need to give up and die? What was your response to him? And do you believe the devil over what God tells you? When I first read that, I said, oh. Sure. Which time? <laughs> Yesterday <Okay>. afternoon. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I would imagine when you got the call about your mom, I'm sure you were like, oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Okay. Not, not, not only that, then after all things said and done, I still got to go back to struggle and that pipe I'm dealing with, I'm looking at just drives me crazy. So, yeah, uh-huh. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Okay. Wow. Okay. All right. And moving right along then. Okay. When you felt like giving up, did you hear a still, small voice telling you to hold out a little while longer? Did you give up or did you obey the Holy Spirit's voice? <clears throat> you asking me that question? I'm asking whoever's on the line that wishes to join in. Because, <laughs> you know, I got some interesting answers for you. <laughs> well, go ahead. That's what this is about. I mean, of course, anyone is, is welcome to chime in. You know, it's always better. When, I mean, you know, it's always cool when. You have varying perspectives, but, you know, you know, go for it. Well, if nobody else chimes in, then I'll say something. Is anybody, anybody else on that would, would like to share? Because I'm sure I'll just pop it on right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that's you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
with me. What was the question again? The question was, um, have you ever heard... Nah, let me go back. I'm going to mess it up. It is... Did you... When you felt like giving up, did you hear a still, small voice telling you to hold out a little while longer? Did you give up or did you obey the Holy Spirit's voice? Well, I have to talk about my cases, which are probably different than most. Um, It varies. Sometimes I might hear a voice. Sometimes I might not hear anything. Sometimes I might hear, get it in order and move. You know, not exactly those words. I mean, it just really depends, you know, Again, if you are talking to somebody, a veteran, a soldier who's been on the battlefield, look, dude, I'm not going through this with you. You got an understanding of what and why. Get your butt in order and do what you're supposed to do. You don't talk to veterans like you do children. You know, I called um, my friend yesterday, and it was just a, a God-ordained moment. I literally opened my box because I, I was getting, you know, okay, read your Bible, read, 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 okay, you know, trying to feed myself. So as soon as I opened up the Bible and I saw this verse, all of a sudden he, his name just came across me like Ted. Ted. I got to call him about what I just read. I said, I, and it's just like, dude, you know, and it's funny because as soon as I called him, he was actually sitting with his wife at that moment talking about <laughs> some of the scenarios that I, I did. And so when I talked, when I called him, I said, you got a paper and a pen? Okay, you got a First thing, you got a moment? Got a paper and a pen? Okay, here. Such, 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 such. This, such, such, such. Okay, that's what you need to do. I broke it down just quickly. And then we started talking about something else. And then later on, he told me that he was at the table with his wife. I didn't go... Hey, man, you know, hey, I was just thinking and I was just having some time. No, because, see, we, we, we're veterans. We understand where we understand warfare. Let's cut and dry, okay? So we can talk like that. We can go, you know, and then when we're done, okay, it's not the cold. Okay, you know, okay, we change the subject matter. We laugh about it. Like, you would get to tell you, which, really? Wow. Again, but see, we're at that level, and see, that's the same way when God was us. If you, if you, you know, you're not a child anymore. You don't, t- you don't treat Demaris like you treat Maya. You don't treat Marissa like you treat Demaris. You know, so when we got to understand, God does us the same way. When you've been, when you look, you, I say the times that He ignores me doesn't say nothing. Because look, look, you know what you're supposed to do. I'm not coming to police you on this. You're either going to do it or you're not. You know the consequences if you don't do it. Okay, God, you know, and so you get an understanding. That's why I said recognizing spirit, soul, and body, why it's so important, so that you can recognize who this talking. So sometimes if the struggle is within, when I'm talking about within, meaning your own internal struggle, spirit, soul, and body, who you going to listen to today, whatever, and this is not a struggle between the spiritual entities outside of you, then, and you've got enough information inside you, God's going to let you make your own decision, you're going to suffer your own consequences. Because you know better. You know, so he might not get in there and try to tell you something that you already should be walking and proving. Now, I, matter of fact, look, I, I, I've taught you. I've given you enough foundation. Now, you walk and do what you need to do or, you, you know, this is what's going to happen. 
You know, but again, now if it's an area that I'm really struggling and I need his help in, or I want to stop, and then I'm real, and if there's a real battle going on that I I need him to come on, Sam, he'll show up. See, God will meet you where you're at. But the thing is, he meets you where you're at. He doesn't desire for you to stay there, and he would do what is necessary and needful in order for you to grow. He knows how to deal with you differently than he knows how to deal with me. He might coax you a little bit. He might kick me in my behind. You know, but again, God knows how to deal with us to get the desired result. And that's what we struggle with because, see, what the, what we want, how we want it, the way, is vastly different than his understanding, vastly different from what he knows. And so he treats us accordingly as he knows we need to be treated, not how, how we want to be treated. Now I'm going on mute. Not so fast. Not so fast. Not so fast. Here's the last one. And I'm also asking you things because the call is being recorded. So if people need to go back and listen, this is about you information. Some people maybe you put you quite be on the line. Okay? So that's another reason why I'm asking this question. All right. The Lord will not renew your strength while willing to throw everything on the altar without restrictions or reservations. How badly do you want strength and power to overcome what you're going through? Enough to go to the altar with your life in your hands? Hmm. What's that to say about that? That's deep. Hello? I'm sorry. I said, would you repeat the question again? It said, the Lord will not, the Lord will not renew your strength until you are willing to throw everything on the altar without restrictions or reservation. How badly do you want strength and power to overcome what you're going through? enough to go to the altar with your life in your hand? I thought that was pretty doggone interesting. Well, I'll say this. Um, First of all, when he says the Lord will not renew your strength until you are willing to go to the altar, um, I would say that I would in that aspect of what he's saying. When I talk about you have to learn how to walk according to the rules and regulations of the spiritual arena, you know. Um, so we can't just God is not a wish list. God is not you know I I want this and it's gonna happen now. It don't happen like that. You have to be trained in the spiritual ways in order to get responses. It's just that simple. So one of them, again, is humility and pliability, um, submission, mm-hmm. and recognizing your flesh. So in those things there, you know, when you coming to God, those things there will block you from seeing 
hearing and react and um, receiving, seeing, hearing, receiving, or, you know, actually interacting with God because, again, you don't just come to him any kind of way. Okay. Now, if somebody is out in the street, unlearned, and they might they might say something crazy toward God, and He might respond. He might. Do you know? Again, somebody who's learned and have you know been saved for a little while and got a little bit of stuff under their belt, he probably won't respond. You know. So, again, but again, we we again, you can't you can't. See, there's there's a difference between walking by faith and receiving a miracle. So many of us are looking for miracles, and a miracle is when God moves in a situation or circumstance, and He does something over and above that that which which could happen. You know, like the Red Sea being parted. Okay, you know, you front it, all of a sudden the Red Sea goes away. Wow! And I walk across some dry ground. I'm headed to, you know, you see pictures all the time on the internet. I'm headed toward an um, embankment, and all of a sudden my car just stops and I don't go over. It's a lot of miracles that happen in our life, and we don't know how God is going to, you know, how that's going to happen. What are you doing? Uh, I just opened a toothbrush hat. Good Lord, sound like you're moving a house. <laughs> no, I was just opening a toothbrush hat. Uh. But anyway, but see that that's a miracle. We really don't know when the hand of God is going to move in a situation or circumstance. That's a miracle. But see, when a walk of faith is a difference, because in a walk of faith, what you're doing is you are taking steps ordered by the Word of God. You are taking steps ordered by the Holy Spirit. You're seeking God. You're listening to God. When you're doing that, you have an expectation for God's hand to move. And in all actuality, that's at that point in time, you can go back to him and remind him about the word. Look, you told me to do this. You told me to do this this way. Now this is not happening. Now what are you going to do? That's why I said when you go to God, what are you going to do? And that's not coming boldly, but that's coming in. I mean, that's not coming in the flesh. That's coming boldly, but you're coming because according to the word of God. So when you come that way, you can have an expectation for God to move because it's not you who's doing this. You're, you're coming to him. You're seeking him. But, see, that's a walk of faith. So that's a walk of faith. So that was kind of touching on the first part of your question. Read your question again because I've got a little bit sidetracked. But go ahead. <laughs> that's okay. You asked, um, are you willing to see what? Because, you know, the first part was talking about was saying that he's not going to, basically he's not going to help you and he's not going to help you stand, if you don't throw everything on the office, so the second part was saying, um, are you willing to just, you know, forego everything and just throw yourself on the office? Well, see, and, and see, that that's another aspect in which we as humans have a bad, have a hard time doing. Most of us don't know what's all inside of us. Most of us are unwilling. Most of us walk in some level of fear. And I'm not going that far. I can't do it. So when we're talking about putting all on the altar, most of us don't even know what our all is. And that's another reason why God allows life to take you to, you know, um, to that. I mean, athletes, those athletes that are at the top of their game that we know and read about, 
they are familiar with going on the edge. They are familiar with pushing themselves to extremes. That's why they're, they're at the top of the crap because you have, we used to call it the, um, I forget what we used to call it when I was working out, but you have to be willing to go to the edge and then some. And that's really when you find out what's inside you. And it's the same way with life. When we're going through things, we have to let the Holy Spirit lead us. He knows what's inside of us. Too many of us walk around in fear. What I can't do, that can't happen. And God goes, okay, all right, mm-hmm. Well, fear and faith is not, you know, that's two different things. Fear is of Satan's faith is of me. They both dwell in the same vessel. Some got to give. So he knows that we can, he got a lot of in, in, things inside of us that need to come out. So when we're going through trials and tribulations of life, that helps to pull stuff up. And then when stuff comes up, then we gonna we make a decision. What are we going to lead into? We're either going to lead to faith, we're going to lead to fear, we're going to need to lead to Satan, it's leading to God. And that's the purging process that, that he uses to cleanse us. So a lot of us talking about putting stuff on the altar all in all. We don't even we don't even know what our all is. You you yourself talk should have me look at that picture that that guy crawling on the football field. See, we, we look at situations and circumstances and we say, I can't do it. It's too much. But that guy got blindfolded and he had somebody in front of him just say, Come on, come on, come on and he kept doing it. He kept doing it. And that's the same way, and that's a lot of times why God doesn't let us see stuff, because he knows we'll quit. He knows we'll stop. Again, our flesh, God he tells us constantly, there's no good thing in our flesh. Our flesh is a curse. Our flesh is not going to glory in his presence. So all of that, but if we're walking in flesh and we're not even recognizing the walking in flesh, then, you know, it, it, we're not being led by the Spirit. And so then not only that, you have to get to a point in your walk where you truly are, and again, this is walks of faith and a miracle combined, when you when things start manifesting in your life and you know it's so far over your head that it was nobody but God because you know you couldn't do it. You know at the point in your time in your life you're too tired, I didn't have the money, I didn't have the finances, I don't know how this came, but God came. See, that, that, that's manifestations of God proving himself. Like the first question, God is real. But if you're not willing to be obedient, if you're not willing to seek and allow God to prove himself to you, being patient, getting in his word, studying, letting him guide and direct you. See, all this stuff is work on your behalf. But most of us are unwilling to do such. We want to hear a good word, hear a good song, and inspect God to move on our behalf. And he does. You woke up in the morning. And that might be far as it gets. And then he said, okay, well, that's about far as you're going to let me take you along your day. He's still going to cover you. He's still going to love you. And you still get to heaven. But as far as, you know, truly walking and growing in him, that, that really doesn't happen because we are unlearned, we are unwilling, and we are caught up in our flesh. And I'm going back mm-hmm. on you. Well, Jesus, well, well, all right. Anyone on the line have anything they would like to share in this regard? Anyone? 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 Okay. Anyone in the line want to chime in and say good morning? Okay. All right. All right. Well, um... I will have to shortly get off of the call because it's time for me to go to school. Um, Sam? Mm 
and one. Very fine, fine. Hello? What did you say? I know you say about to get off the phone or what? No. Since there's no, I guess there's nobody else on the line. I'm done with the reading. Unless you have a testimony. I was going to say, then you just, I don't know how you want to handle it from here. Uh, I just go ahead and get a list and stuff like that. Okay. 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 All right. So, um, why don't we can't wait? Hold on, am I just here? Yeah, so. um. so what? Oh, that's Ricky. Okay, can you play some music for a little bit, maybe, before you start the list? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Why don't you play some music? Maybe we can. I mean, I don't know this. Because you're going to have to take over from this one in maybe 15 minutes or so to give people a chance to get on and maybe you can share, um, you know, get some, some sharing in with the list. Just my thoughts. What do I know? Doesn't matter to me how it goes. I'll play some music a little bit. That's fine. Huh? Yeah, that's fine. I'll play the music for a little bit. That's fine. I mean, I don't, I don't right. have my TV, so all I got is a healing music, so. Okay. All right. I'll let you a little bit.
before your throne of grace and mercy this morning, God, thanking you for who you are in our lives, God. Thank you for the peace of lying down last night in the slumber that we slept while we rested our head upon our pillows, God. I thank you for the life that you've given us. Although the road may be rough 
and the going gets tough, we know to look to the hills from which come of our help, because all our help comes from you. God, I'd like to lift up to you right now, God, the sick and the shut-in, God. Right now, God, go by the bedside of the, of the sick and the shut-in, God, and be right there with them. Touch them with your loving hand and give them the power and the strength to, to look to those hills. Continue to look to those hills with that hope that's built on nothing less but your blood and righteousness, God. I thank you for your strength that that, in, in, that encamps us each and every day, our bodies. When we get weak and weary, God, I know that you can give us that, that unmeasured strength to continue to press on to see what the end's going to be. So I lift up the sick and shut in for that desire to want to be healed, the desire to want to be the best that you will happen to be on the day that they are downtrodden, God. Continue to cover us, God, with your love. Continue to to let us lean and depend on you and trust that everything is going to be all right in the by and by. In Jesus' name, I humbly submit this prayer to you, and I say amen, amen, and amen. 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 Now I'm back on mute. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be, I'll be listening. <laughs> <laughs> I come to you by the righteousness of Yeshua, Mashiach. I come, O Lord, for. the ministers, the apostles, the missionaries. I come for the church, the body of Christ that was set upon by the sacrifice that your son made. I come for those who are abused and addicted. I come for those who are imprisoned both in body and mind, Lord, I come for them right now where you are, there is liberty, where you are, there is freedom, where you are, there is peace and joy and gentleness and humbleness. And Lord, I just come for them right now and light yourself is the light of the world as his light comes through each and every one who believes in him is the Lord. Help our light shine so bright that it helps those who have been listed in this prayer, Father God. Even though the darkness it crouches around, let our light shine to show them the hope that is within you. Let our hope in you shine forth, O oh God, so that they know that there is something to hope for. There is something beyond themselves to reach for that will be that will love them unconditionally, that will see them for who they are and still love them, oh God. That is usually a lot of what is wrong, they don't feel accepted for who they are, their weaknesses and their shortcomings. 
But, Lord, let them be the light of you and us. And even in spite of our shortcomings, how we have hope in you so that they know that there's something out there bigger than them, better than them, willing to love on them and keep them, keep their secrets, keep their heart, faces secure, and build them up and not tear them down. Lord, give them that peace of mind today to reach towards you. Let all of the chatter of negativity, let all of the chatter of anger, let all of the chatter of envying and strife against your word be muted for them today so that they will choose you this day who they will serve. Not the drug, not money, not man, but you. And they'll search for you with their whole heart. Give them that moment of clarity, oh God, to reach towards you with all of this, the last of their strength. Because when they reach for you, you'll reach back and you'll pull them out of whatever they're in. Clean them up, clean them out, and set them on solid ground with you. And Lord, we just thank you and give you the glory and honor that only you deserve. In the name of your show, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, please come over and get to listen to it down in front of me so I can pray. Um, pray over. Okay, sure. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Yep. Is home or you want work or what? You said what? You at home, you driving around, what you doing? One more time. I didn't catch all that. Are you at home, you at work, what you doing? Me? I'm at home. Okay. That is awesome. I'm at home. I'm still trying to find a job. Okay. Well, not still trying to find a job. I'm I'm doing the homeschooling thing and trying to find something that I can work from home with. So, mm. yeah. Hello. Hello. Is that Felicia saying it? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you want to work with um at home with Apple. But they're hiring for at home, um, at home um, customer service reps. So I'm not sure if you're interested in doing something like that. They're still hiring. Yes, yeah. uh, and you have to have like a landline, and of course they'll send you the computer as well as the uh, equipment to work with. I'm not sure if you got an Apple phone or whatever. They do a lot, a lot of custom service with Apple, um, the phones, the tablet, the iPod. And they are, give me, text me your email and let me see that link to get connected with them because they are hiring. And you know, okay. it's at home, 
base thing. Um, you know, to start it's eleven dollars, but still, you know, it's that you start somewhere and then you get your increase, and as you progress on and on, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Huh? That, that, yes, that's what I've been, that's what I've been looking for. It's paid training, so it's at home. And then, of course, as far as the hours, they give you a parameter of hours and days off you can choose from. You know, um, like if you want, you know, weekends going to be tough to be off, but Thursdays and Fridays, you're making me off on a Thursday and Friday. You, they have different split schedules and all that. So um, send me your, text me your um, email address, and I'll forward you that information, that link to apply. Uh, but they but they send you the computer and and they'll send you um the the stuff that you need to work you know because the training is online and and you know of course it's like I think it's twenty one days of um, two or three weeks of training online you get paid for that training. So oh, that would be awesome, awesome. I'm not sure if you I'm not sure if you're familiar with Apple products because I'm not but um you got an iPhone or whatever it's just troubleshooting your your customer service is mostly troubleshooting devices. You know, and they give you the scripts to go by, you know, if you have um if you do one you want to do a post training after training for the test that you have to take to pass to be certified as a an agent. But other than that, they do have advanced um opportunities within that. Um, it's at home, you know. Um but just send me your link and I will send you my link so you can get on. Okay? okay. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. Oh, hi. I mean, also Amazon is too. Amazon customer service, they're looking for reps as well. Um, and that's what we like when they order stuff online and you, you're tracking their merchandise or helping them walk through, them, you know, walk through, um, you know, that's Amazon.com. You can go into careers. And they're called, um, I'm sorry, Sam, I didn't take it any time. But when I saw her, you know, when she said that, I, you know, I wanted to just give her that, those few C's that help her. Amazon is more like a customer service thing too. You know, you help the customer with with their orders and you know online orders and all that. So, um, and I don't have a link to that, but I know Amazon.com have. Um, it, they're called. They look like they're out of state, but they actually, if you look, they're you know customer service something at home. So, um, but you can go on Amazon.com under careers and and look for that at home. I, I got to find the name of it, but customer advisors or something like that. I'm not. It's a different name than customer service at home. It's just the name that they call it within Amazon. So once I find that name, I'll 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 do that to you. I mean, I'll send it to you too. Okay. Okay. I'm back on mute. Love you. Thank you. Love you, friends. All right. Bye. Well, worked off for you. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. No, don't listen to that. Oh. Okay. All right, well, let me knock out my list. Um, yeah. I need to clean my juice and knock out my list. It's 842. I need to call D. I need to get my butt up and get moving. I got work to do. Right now, I'm just in second gear. 
I'm about to switch to third and a half second. All right. Um, Morgan Farley.
Nothing on. 
I guess I'm going to change songs. Yep, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy. Well, I'm about in fourth gear, so I guess I'm uh, cruising Woo-hoo. on a Sunday afternoon. Comments about my singer. Be happy. He's okay with that song. Either what? With that, baby. That'll be okay. Okay, all right. All right, now. Yeah. <laughs> I said with that song, he's sounding okay. Mm-hmm. I gotta check y'all because you know y'all be on something. <clears throat> you okay? Act like I don't know you. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm.
to the reading. I got feel led that we're gonna have some special prayer going out afterwards. And um hey so I'll go ahead on and open up. Rumbo Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being God. You're the Kosi, the Kassan, Rasa. Thank you, Father God, the Kosi, the Kassan. You call me? Yeah, I moved it already. All right, thanks. Rumbo Kodi, the Kassan, 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 the Thank you, Father God, for being God. You're the Kosi, the Kandaka. Father God, this this is your call. This is your direction. Father God, this is you. So we right now, Holy Spirit, help us to submit to you. Father God, and that's a learned thing, and we were talking about that earlier, Lord. We have to learn how to truly submit at the level that you want us to submit, Father. See, we don't really understand how that happens, Lord. You have to teach us that, Father. 
Because so many times we think that we're doing something, and all honesty, we are, but you're not doing it through us, and that's a huge difference. We have to learn how the Holy Spirit cause a difference. That's the necessity of understanding spirit, soul, and body. Because so many things we're doing from a carnal perspective, thinking that we're being led of God and is not. Lord, you have to teach us that. See, we're trying to learn spiritual things through our natural mind, and that's backwards. It's non effective and it's not going to work. The Holy Spirit has to teach us through the revelation of our inner man, our inner so we can grasp hold of the book. The ways of the Spirit. So, Father God, right here, right now, I'm asking you to remove the blindness, pull the dullness out of our ears, the scales from our eyes, so that we can hear from you, Father, so we can begin to grasp hold of that which you want us to have, Lord. By right now, we remove every demonic interference from everything, everybody, so we can go forth to hear from you on high. Let the Word of God come forth, Father, as it touches our hearts as it heals our souls, as it blesses our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Father God, here we go. This is going to be an interesting thing. Okay. He's coming out of the Song of Solomon, and I remember going through this before. You're going to get a whole other understanding of the Song of Solomon. That's about all I can say. Can you all can you all hear me clearly? Because I got all speaking out. I want to make sure you hear hear me clearly. Yes. Okay. At some point in the eternal counsels of the Godhead, where the plan of redemption was being formulated in the wisdom of God, the Father determined an inheritance for His Son. Okay. I need to read that again just just so you can even grasp what I just said. At some point in the eternal counsels of the Godhead, when the plan of redemption was being formulated in the wisdom of God, the Father determined an inheritance for his son. This is reflected in Psalms 2 and 8, where the father is speaking to his only begotten son, and he says, ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. The father is telling his son that he will give him an inheritance in the nations, a people called out from the nations of the world will be truly his. In fact, the Father is saying these people will be so completely yours that you will have the affections of their heart, their soul, their mind, and their strength. You will possess the entirety of their being. The Father is speaking of the church, and he is describing the depth and intensity of passion that the church will have for the Son of God. His love and devotion of the bride for the heavenly bridegroom. Hmm. 
During Jesus' ministry on the earth, the point came when Jesus actually called upon the prom. Oh, do y'all get that? Hmm. Hmm. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm trying to get through the room before I get to talking, but you know what I mean? Oh, Lord. During Jesus' earthly ministry, the point came when Jesus actually called upon the promise of Psalms 2. He called upon the promises of God. If he got to call upon the promises of God, what do you think we got to do? We see this at the end of his ministry, just before he embraces the Father's cup. He is with his disciples offering up what what we call his high priestly prayer in John 17. The last words of Jesus that scripture records before Gethsemane, and he ends that prayer with a very important statement. These are the last words of a man who knows he's about to die. He's not wasting words, but he's expressing the depths of the passion of his heart because these are his last moments with his disciples. Look with me at the last verse in Jesus' final prayer. And I have declared to them your name, and you will declare it, that the love which you love me may be in them, and I in them. John seventeen twenty six. Here's what Jesus, in essence, is saying Father, you promised me an inheritance among the nations if I'd ask. You told me you were going to prepare a bride that would love me with the kind of love with which you love me. You said I only had to ask, and you give me a people who would be so committed to me that they would love me with the very love of God. So I'm asking, Father, give me this bride. Hmm. Jesus' last cry before his passion was for his promised bride. I'm praying that she not forgive me, Father, and that she not be distracted by the pursuit of this world, but that she love me like you loved me, Father. In this verse, Jesus also reveals how this love will be awakened in the hearts of his people. And it's through the revelation of the Father, Jesus is saying, Father, I have declared your name to them. I've shown them your character and nature, and after I have ascended to your throne, I will continue to reveal your name to them through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And as they see you, I know they will be quickened with a holy love for me. When we touch the love of the Father through the spirit of revelation, our hearts are awakened to true bridal affections for the Lord Jesus. It's a marvelous thing when Jesus becomes our possession. But there's something even more glorious that Jesus is looking for, and that's when we become his possession. The Apostle Paul points to this in Ephesians 1, and he writes, In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. It's Ephesians 1 and 11. It's true that we have a fantastic inheritance in Christ, and multiplied thousands of sermons have been dedicated to the glorious truth. But Paul doesn't stop there. He continues a few verses later. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, Ephesians 1 and 18. Paul takes some time to talk about their inheritance in Christ, but then he prays that they'll move past that 
and grow into even greater understanding of what it means to be Christ's inheritance. Jesus is looking for something in you. He wants to give out to you, bless you, heal you, restore you, etc. But it's all for the purpose of eventually bringing you to the place where you live to touch his heart. Mm. It's beyond our ability to comprehend, but there is something that God doesn't have. You have something that the Son of God doesn't have and that he truly desires. It's the full voluntary love of the bride for her beloved. The extravagantly lavish passion of the church for the Lord Jesus in his rightful inheritance. The theme of John seventeen twenty six is suspended for us in the entire book of the Bible, the Song of Solomon. The Song of Solomon lays out eight chapters how the Lord fulfills John seventeen twenty six in our hearts. Mike Bickle, Mike Bickle describes this book as the progression of holy passion. It lays out the pattern of God's dealing in fervent believers as he takes them step by step. Oh, Jesus. Mm. Oh, wow. Come on now. Shut it up. Go side down. It lays out the pattern of God's dealings in fervent believers as he takes them step by step from self-centered Christianity to God-centered Christianity. Hmm. This section is dedicated to outlining very briefly the major themes of this fascinating book to help us see with broad strokes how the Lord leads us into full and mature bridal love. I suggest you read the chapters of this section with your Bible open to the Song of Solomon. The Song of Solomon shows how the Lord matures the fervency of his people. Hmm. He does it by revealing three things about himself. Number one, he reveals the beauty of his person. Oh, come on now. Mm. Mm. Oh, Lord. I, mm, see, I, mm, I read this before. Well, we've read it before, but now I'm seeing this on such a whole other level. Wow. Mm. This is going to really. Mm. Come on now. Okay, I'm going to read this, and I'm, I'm going to just touch on what I see. What I, mm, come on, let me finish reading. Let me finish reading. Let me finish reading. Come on, Ben. Come on back, Sam. All right. Okay, he reveals the beauty of his person. Number two, he affirms our progress with, the, with his lavish affections. Number three, he lets us experience the delightful sweetness of intimacy with him. These three things continually draw the bride forward into increasingly abandoned love and obedience. This is true mature love. When all other affections have been completely abandoned for the love of the Son of God and the delight of doing his will. The book begins with the great bridal cry, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. This is the deep cry that the Holy Spirit is birthing in the church in this hour. Oh, Lord Jesus, Give me the intimacy of the kisses of your mouth. Then the Shulamite expresses her twofold life birth vision. Draw me away. We will run after you. She is saying that she lives only for two things, for the ecstasy of being drawn away with him in intimacy and for the delight of running with him in active ministry in the nations. She wants to find the proper balance between intimacy and service but it's going to take several chapters for her to find it. He has placed this prayer deep in her heart 
And the rest of the book is the unfolding development of how he draws her into intimacy with the midst of active servanthood. This is her life's goal, but is not yet her attainment. This twofold goal of her life is summarized in the great commandment to love God, draw me away, and to serve one's neighbor, we will run after you. At times, there can be a very real tension between these two interests, characterized most famously in the personalities of Mary and Martha. Mary just wanted to love. Martha just wanted to serve. And as a result, they clashed. The zeal to serve can sometimes distract us from the intimacy of relationship Jesus longs to have with us. At the beginning of the book, the maiden is fervent but immature. This is an important distinction because fervency is not maturity. However, if you're not fervent, oh, Jesus, you're never mature. Come on now. Mm, come on. Let me, i got to read that again. Mm. At the beginning of the book, the maiden is fervent but immature. This is an important distinction because fervency is not maturity. However, if you're not fervent, you're never mature. Fervency opens up the pathway to maturity. Fervency is the means. Maturity is the goal. Hmm. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man. Oh, come on now. Hmm. Hmm. Good Lord Jesus, we're about to go down a path. Oh, Jesus. Fervency must remain with us through every step of our Christian journey if we are to mature into complete bridal love. Okay. Okay. Father God, help us to go down the pathways you want us to go, Lord, so we can see that what you want us to see. Thank you, Jesus. Many, many, many. Thank you. Okay. Ask of me. At some point in the eternal councils of the Godhead, when the plan of a redemption was being formulated in the wisdom of God, the Father determined an inheritance for a son. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Right there, the eternal, E-T-E-R-N-A-L, councils of the Godhead. There was meetings, there was plans, there was things going to place. This didn't just happen. When I talk about the rules and regulations of the spiritual arena, how do we get, how do we get, mm, and this is actually what Lisa was talking about earlier. There's plans that formulated. This is not a happenstance. There's no big boom theory. There were plans of redemption. This is a laid out step-by-step process of the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost getting together, meeting, planning, coming up with. And it was coming up in the wisdom of God, not in the wisdom of man. The wisdom of God far so exceeds our understanding, we can't even begin to touch it. Do you know that after Shukumbara, okay, come on, come on, come on, come on, that in the beginning when God recreated the heavens and the earth, and I say recreated purposely, okay, because it was recreated after the chaos that had happened from the war. So all this stuff was remade again. 
Then when the when when the when the shit of Noah as he made the ark. Science even talks about that there was a big, massive, massive boat or whatever. If you notice that there was a, 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 a around the perimeter of the earth was a, 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 like a terrarium, water. So that, when this boat came in, all this stuff happened, make a long story short, the earth is tilted just a little bit off its axis. That's when season began. But even in all of that, we're tilted. If we were tilted a little bit more, do you know what we would run off course? We wouldn't even be able to stand still? Science has said that. Do you see, again, the eternal plans of the counsels of the Godhead? Well, we're going to do this. Okay, now, man is going to just really get beyond our control. I'm going to have to correct him again, so we're going to have this come in. But, yeah, I don't want to destroy what I did, so we're going to let this rock smash, cause the work to flood in. And but yeah, we don't want everything to go away. So yeah, it just took this much. All that was in plan in the beginning. Did you see what I'm talking about? How we we too often are trying to outthink God, trying to figure out God how to how his plan. You ain't gonna do it, people. You ain't capable. You are not capable. I often say God got a perfect plan done through an imperfect people. In other words, through our foolishness, our chaoticness, he got Jesus to come. And he had to come through bloodlines. He had to come through certain, certain shit. Of course, shit, hold on one second. Hello? I'm, hey, how you doing, April? Um, I know he went to the doctor yesterday. And somebody, because I've noticed notes on the thing about, um, you know, taking blood pressures and stuff like that. So I don't know what days. I know somebody did come out. Forget her name. Yeah, but somebody did come out. Someone that's a therapist here. Yeah. yeah, I remember when she was. I was here that day. She came. So that's okay. Okay, sounds good. No, he's been all good. All right, thanks. Well, they're here all day, so you're good. Okay. Bye. All right, sorry about that. So, again, talking about the eternal counsels of a Godhead, how none of this is happenstance. And, again, we, we try to outthink God, try to think how this is going. We, we're, not, we're not capable of it. Again, he said the wisdom of God, not the wisdom of man. At some point in the eternal counsels of the Godhead, when the plan of redemption was being formulated in the wisdom of God, the Father determined an inheritance for his son. This is reflected in Psalms 20 with the Father speaking to his only begotten Son, and he says, Ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. The Father is telling the Son that he will give him an inheritance in the nations, a people caught out from the nations of the world who will be totally his. In fact, the Father is saying, These people will be so completely yours that you will have the affections of their heart, their soul, their mind, and their strength you possess the entirety of the being. But go back to Psalms 2 and 8. He says, ask of me, and I'll give you the nations for your inheritance. So then, going back to what we're going to read about later on in, in Jesus right before Gethsemane, what if Jesus did not ask? 
You don't have because you didn't ask. Do you see how the word of God works? It's laid out for us. But if we don't ask, we will not receive. Again, see, the Holy Spirit has to teach you all this. He has to teach you when to ask and when to hold your mouth. See, it's all different stuff. That's why I say he's your private, he's your private mentor. The Father is speaking of the church, and he is describing the depth and intensity of passion that the church will have for the Son of God. It's the love and devotion of the bride for the heavenly bridegroom. During Jesus' earthly ministry, the point came when Jesus actually called upon the promise of Psalm 2. We see this at the end of his ministry, just before he embraces the Father's cup. He's with his disciples, offering up what we call his high priestly prayer in John 17. The last words of Jesus that scripture records before Gethsemane, and he ends that prayer with a very important statement. These are the last words of a man who's about to die, and he knows it. He's not wasting words but he's expressing the depths of the passion of his heart because these are his last moments with his disciples. Look with me at the last verse in Jesus' final prayer. And I have declared them, I have declared to them your name, and I will declare that the love which you love me may be in them and I in them. Jesus is saying, I have declared to them your name. Jesus is talking to his daddy God. I have told them and declared them your name, Daddy God. And I will declare that the love which you love me, in other words, Father God, that which you've been loving on me, I want you to love on them with. The love which you love me may be in them and I in them. So he's saying basically I have been the example. I have been before them showing and teaching them everything that you have told me to do. Now as I'm about to get ready to get up out of here, the same love that you've been loving on me, I want you to love on them with. The same thing that you've been guiding me with, I want you to do on them. See, Jesus was enacting a a, a rule. When I'm saying a rule, I'm talking about a principle, a law. He knew, he knew that this word was written. Jesus had to study the Bible as a man just as we do. Because in the word of God, he says he grew in stature and maturity before God and man. He had to do the same things we had to have to do. So he had to know the word of God. He had to study the word of God. And he knew that this was in the word of God. And now it was time to enact that. If he never asked for this to happen, it would have never happened. And it's the same thing with us. When he died on that cross, he said it's finished. That means there's certain things we got to know. This is we talking about growing and maturing. We ain't talking about being babes. So we have to enact the promises of God. See, when you enact the promises of God, that's when you can come boldly before him and through the throne of grace. Not when you're coming on your own wishes and desires. She's talking about earlier, but when you know God and you know his promises, that's when you can stand before him and say, hey, God, this is what you've taught me. This is what you've shown me. I can look at my past and show how you've grown me up to get to this point, and I know that you never leave nor forsake me. With God, right now I'm in need. See, that's connecting the promises of the word of God together as the Holy Spirit teaches them to you. So when you go before the master, you go on based on his word. That's what will get him to act. I was talking earlier about a walk between a miracle and a faith walk. 
A faith walk is line upon line, precept upon precept. You're taking this line and that line and that precept and that precept. The things that God has been teaching and showing you, have been walking, and you're putting them together. So now you have an expectancy for God to move. This is not a wish. No, God, but see, you're walking in what has been proven in your walk. There's an aspect where you will walk out on the faith of others. That's at the beginning. Because it has to grow inside of you. But it's not for you to continually walk out on the favor of others. There's, a, there's an expectancy from God for you to grow up so you're walking out on your own faith, on your own understanding. Let me just keep reading. Look with me at the last verse in Jesus' final prayer. And I have declared to them, in your, I have declared to them your name, and I will declare it that the love of which you love me may be in them and I in them, John 17 and 26. Here's what Jesus, in essence, is saying. Father, you promised me an inheritance among the nations if I'd ask. You told me you were going to prepare a bride that would love me with the kind of love with which you love me. You said I had only to ask, and you give me people who would be so committed to me they would love me with the very love of God. So I'm asking, Father, Give me this bride. Mm. Jesus' last cry before his passion was for his promised bride. I'm praying that she not forgive me, Father, and that she not be distracted by the pursuit of this world, but that she love me like you love me, Father. Wait a minute. Hold up. I'm praying that she not forgive me, Father, and she not be distracted by the pursuit of this world. Come on how things pull us away, how things, I don't have time to read my Bible. I'll get to that later. I know I need to pray, but I'm just, this. it's designed that way, people. The prince of the polyair, he has systems, things in place, designed to not let you get into God. You have to really fight. It's, it's funny, you know, I was going to go to church, man, and this happened, that happened, that happened. Okay, see, again, us as mature people, that's why you got to pray for saints, for the younger ones. Uh, I'm just laughing because I just remember there was one guy back when he used to bowl and I used to try to get him to church, and every time something happened, I, I didn't get mad because I understood it. This system is designed to pull you away from God, just simple, just simple case in point. Lisa, Lisa was asking questions earlier about, you know, do you have a point in your walk and when you want to give up, do you hear, hear God or the still small voice? I just laughed. I said, well, it depends. For me, it depends on where I'm at and what's going on. You know, this system is designed to not let you get in contact with God. It's the nature. It's the prince of the power of the air. He doesn't want you to do this. But God's love will override that if you ask. In this verse, Jesus also reveals how this love will be awake in the hearts of his people. And it's through the revelation of the Father. Jesus is saying, Father, I have declared your name to them. I've shown them your character and nature. And after I've ascended to your throne, I will continue to reveal your name to them through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And as they see you, I know that they will be quickened with their holy love for me. When we touch the love of the Father through the spirit of revelation, our hearts are awakened to true bridal affections for the Lord Jesus. Again, he is saying, I have been the example that you needed me to be. 
So now that I'm gone, the Holy Spirit will work with them to keep them, to draw them, to move them closer to you. It's a marvelous thing when Jesus becomes our possession, but there's something even more glorious that Jesus is looking for. That's when we become his possession. The Apostle Paul points out in Ephesians 1 when he writes, In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. And we just read about the godly counsel, the counsel of his will for your life. Yeah, just like they have meetings about how this world and all this plan of redemption, well, they also have meetings about you as well. Think I'm lying? They have meetings about Job. You think it stopped with him? It's true that we have a fantastic inheritance in Christ and multiplied thousands of sermons have been dedicated to this glorious truth. But Paul doesn't stop there. He continues a few verses later. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Paul takes some time to talk about their inheritance in Christ, but then he prays that they'll move past that and grow into even the greater understanding of what it means to be Christ's inheritance. Mm. Jesus is looking for something in you. He wants to give out to you, bless you, heal you, restore you, etc., but it's all for the purpose of eventually bringing you to the place where you live to touch his heart. It's beyond our ability to comprehend, but there's something that God doesn't have. You have something that the God, that, that God the Son doesn't have and he greatly desires. It's the full voluntary love of the bride for her beloved. The extravagantly lavish passion of the church for the Lord Jesus and his rightful inheritance. We are still in free will. We voluntarily make a decision whether or not we want to accept Jesus as our Lord, well, as our Savior. We voluntarily make a decision whether or not we want to accept him as our Lord. And truthfully speaking, that's a step-by-step progress because there's some areas in your life you've let him in and other areas like, mm, I keep this to myself. Again, progressive, progressive, progressive. But it's all voluntary. The theme of John seventeen twenty six is expanded for us in the entire book of the Bible, the Song of Solomon. The Song of Solomon lays out in eight chapters how the Lord fulfills John seventeen twenty six in our hearts. Mike Bickle describes this book as the progression of the holy passion. It lays out the pattern of God's dealing in fervent believers as he takes them step by step from self-centered Christianity to God-centered Christianity. Fervent believers. Self-centered Christianity, God-centered Christianity, spirit, soul, and body, emotions. Fervency comes out of your emotion. Why would God give me this if, if, if it's going to leave me crazy? He gives you emotions because he needs that. He, you, you need that passion because you're going to need that fervency to pull you past with through things. That fervency, again, I wake up in the morning. You know, it keeps me moving. I look at all the stuff falling around for me. I look at my three ninety-year-olds and my 18-year-olds. I said, dude, they need my help. I don't care how I feel. 
I don't care what's going on. It might take me a while to crank it up. But that fervency, if I stop, it's a done deal. That's coming from my emotion. But see, God, is, see, the thing is your emotion needs to be subjugated to your spirit. Walter Payton, one of the greatest backs in the NFL, I remember his last year that he, he was retiring, and I remember the announcer saying, amazing how his yardage, how his runs per yard had dropped. He said everything that his physically is still the same. The speed was the same. This was the same. But he said, but because he knew it was last year, he just didn't have that fervency that he had before. See, that emotional aspect of you is important because it will help carry you over or beyond and through those hurts, those pains, those trials and tribulations that you're going to experience in life. Jesus had it at the Garden of Gethsemane. Nevertheless, his body was wrapped with pain. He could have died there. He got drops of blood coming out of his forehead. He could have died there. But that fervency, that desire to press on, which comes from the emotions, I need it. It just needs to be subjected to your spirit. The progression of the Holy Passion lays out the pattern of God's dealers and fervent believers as he takes them step by step from self-centered Christianity to God-centered Christianity. This section is dedicated to outlining very briefly the major themes of this fascinating book to help us see with broad strokes how the Lord leads us into full and mature bridal love. I suggest you read the chapters of this section with your Bible open to the Song of Solomon. And even this whole book right here, Song of Solomon, talking about bridal love. Be very honest with you, I was one of them. When you read that, you think of a, a love between a man and a woman. I know a lot of people, even when I remember I was in Sunday school, one of my teachers, he's talking about, you know, this love between a man and a woman. But see, progressive revelation, until you're at a certain level, you can't even receive the deeper things of God. Until you're at a certain level of experience, certain things, the Holy Spirit has grown you up in another way, you can't even begin to perceive it because it doesn't make any sense. And see how the word of God works. It can be related to the level between a man and a woman. And for those who are at that level, it still gives them what needs. But at a deeper level, it's talking about so much more. But it's the same word. It's the same exact word. So do you understand how that same word, you will get it in one capacity, somebody else will get it in another capacity, somebody else will get it in another capacity. See, that's why you need the Holy Spirit to help you with the revelation from God. Because it's the same word that's emanating from this book, but your ability to receive and perceive and grow in it is different for each and every individual. God understands that. Jesus knows that. The Holy Spirit does. That's why he comes and he wrestles with us to get us to see that which we need to see. I say wrestle because we struggle in our flesh nature. The Song of Solomon shows how, shows how the Lord matures the fervency of his people. Wow. How the Lord matures the fervency of his people. Your fervency, first you've got to have it. Then he has to mature it. Because even if it's not matured, he can't really use it. See, see, Paul was fervent. But it was not 
material. It was not corrected. But he was fervent. He was going everywhere, killing Christians. He was fervent about what he believed. God needed that fervency. Once he got it, then he could put it and redirect it and remold it and reshape it into what God needed it to be. The Song of Solomon shows how the Lord matures the fervency of his people. He does it by revealing three things about himself. Number one, he reveals the beauty of his person. Number two, he affirms our progress with his lavish affections. Number three, he lets us experience the delightful sweetness of intimacy with him. These three things continually draw the bride forward into increasingly abandoned love and obedience. This is true mature love when all other affections have been completely abandoned for the love of the Son of God and the delight of doing his will. Hmm. The beauty of his person, our progress with his lavish affections, our experience of the delightful sweetness of intimacy with him. This is how God grows us up. The book begins with the great bride of Christ. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. This is the deep cry that the Holy Spirit is birthing in the church in this hour. Oh, Lord Jesus, give me the intimacy of the kisses of your mouth. Then the Shulamite expresses her two-fold life vision. Draw me away. We will run after you. She is saying that she lives only for two things, for the ecstasy of being drawn away with him in intimacy and for the delight of running with him in active ministry in the nations. She wants to find the proper balance between intimacy and service, but it's going to take several chapters for her to find it. He has placed his prayer deep in her heart, and the rest of the book is the unfolding development of how he draws her into intimacy in the midst of active servanthood. This is her life's goal, but it's not yet her attainment. Mm. I, say, I know where this is going. That's what I'm going. Ooh, ooh. But just right here. He draws her into intimacy in the midst of active servanthood. So Lisa's always talking about, I need balance, I need balance, I need balance. You're going to get balance through the midst of active servanthood. Your balance is going to be different from mine. That's just the way it is. But God teaches you and trains you that. But see, you got to have a desire to just go forth to be with him, to please him. And all that is progressive. It's all progressive. This twofold goal of a life is summarized in the great commandment to love God, draw me away, and to serve one's neighbor, we will run after you. At times, there can be a very real tension between these two interests, characterized most famously in the personality of Mary and Martha. Mary just wanted to love. Martha just wanted to serve. And as a result, they clashed. The zeal, is to serve, the zeal to serve can sometimes distract us from the intimacy of relationship Jesus longs to have with us. At the beginning of the book, the maiden is fervent but immature. This is an important distinction because fervency is not maturity. However, if you're not fervent, you never mature. Fervency opens up the pathway to maturity. Fervency is the means. Maturity is the goal. Fervency must remain with us through every step of our Christian journey if we are to mature to complete bridal love. Mm. Fervency is the means. Maturity is the goal. 
if you're not fervent, you'll never mature. If you don't have that desire to press your way through, watch, watch your press your way to the mark of the high call. Press. If you if you look at the scriptures, always talking about push, press. In other words, it's not going to happen easily. It's not designed that way. I'm done. Anybody questions, comments, criticism, conclusions? Okay, sound like it's like a spiritual foreplay. Yay, nay. You say a spiritual foreplay? Yeah. So the meantime you're building yourself you build you build you're building your relationship up. Uh, and then it grows. Okay. And you, and you know what? Actually, in the later chapters, he's really he's really going to get into that. Um, you know, and, and we talk, and I, I even talk about it from time to time. But basically, yeah, he's really going to break it down. I mean, I'm not going to get into that right now, but and that's what he's doing. God grows us up, and when we're kids. That he's there. We usually talk about is God real. How can you trust him? Well, he starts to show you that he can that you can trust him. He starts to doing this and in, in your little prayer and you're crying out. Why you go to Daddy God? Would you help me? And it happens. And you go, Wow. So he shows you that that's the foreplay. But when you get older, you're like, Well, you know, you got to bring a little bit more than that. You got to get rid. Of it. See again, but see God. That's again. That's how God works with us and through us. So in that aspect, I understand what you're saying. Okay. I mean, because, you know, it's when, you know, for in real time in the kernel, you got people who take it as, okay, do you love me? And then the other one is just, it's just sex. So if you love me, you're going to go through the whole gambit. The sex mm-hmm. is just going straight to the pleasure without understanding why you're there. Yep. <laughs> I won't say any names, but I had a slight conversation with somebody the other day. And, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't be Huh? None. Okay, so then it's going right back to eating those uh, processed foods. They have zero calories. Mhm. You got the you got the pleasure in eating it, but what has it what has it really done for you? You're just as empty as you were before, if not worse. Um, the other day I was looking at the uh, internet and it was saying there was yeah. two big sperm whales that had washed up on the shore of Germany shores. And they said in their belly, it was a bunch of plastic and automobile parts. So they had that diet of that, and it killed them. So like I said, you have to watch what you eat, watch what you do, watch what you pray. You got to watch. Yep, 
Questions, comments, criticism, conclusions? Questions, comments, criticism going once. Questions, comments, criticism going twice. Questions, comments, criticism going three times. All righty then. Well, let me pour me a cup of body balance, and then we're going to get ready for prayer. balance going so I can get my things and you know my you know I got a ritual I go through in the morning. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Our daddy is yours. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Susie, you ready? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, it was interesting when you first when you first came on this morning, and you spoke. The Lord told spoke to my heart. He said, "Today's the day He's gonna get the monkey off your back." Amen. And I said, hmm. And so I'm just like, okay, well, you know, do it then. And he's just like, you know, just le- I just left it alone. Then as it, as it went forward, it was interesting. Then all of a sudden, Maria come, you know, you said something about a job, and you just, oh, that would be exactly what I know. I'm like, wow. I, I just I just said that to myself. So I said, well, you know what, still just, you know, being patient. I didn't say anything because I didn't really feel led to do anything at that time. And then as we're going throughout the course of the prayers and different things, then God led me to say, and it's not just for you, it's for other people too, which led me to the text, which I, you know, those those you all who got that particular text. So, Felicia, that's why I'm starting off with you, because today that monkey's coming off your back. Mm. And we say that as a saying, but as, as we've grown on this line, we recognize, you know, it ain't just the sand all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, we're going to leave that alone right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, Father God, mm, we just come before you, Lord. Mm, mm, mm. We just come before you, Daddy God. We just come before you, Jesus. We were talking about intimacy with you, Father God. Getting to know you. See, that's one thing about that, Lord. The closer we draw with you, Father, those demonic entities, they, they, they can't be in your presence, Jesus. They'll see they lose power. They lose power. They lose that, that grasp that they have. See, that's why sometimes we just got to stay focused on you and keep walking and, and see, not getting distracted uh, uh, on the things of the world. And what did he say? The pursuit of the world. Even if that pursuit is just trying to keep our head, trying to have a roof over our house, over our heads. Mm. So, Father God, you've spoken to my life that today is the day that this monkey comes off her back. Oh, yeah, and Father God, that's not just symbolically. That's not just symbolically, Father. That's not just symbolically, Father, because you're tired. It's like that parasite that's just been grabbing hold of her and draining her. But the day said, this is the day. This is the day that I will remove it. Mm. I will remove it, mm. and it will not come back. I will remove it. Yes, Father God, your hand is upon her life to remove that. 
Mm, your hand, oh, here it goes, here it goes, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Take that monkey off of her back. She'll go, take it off of her back, Father God. Remove it off of her, Jesus. Father, this is what you have decreed and declared. Oh, you don't want to let go. I want you to take your hand, Felicia, and physically put it on your back. I like around the top part, you know how you take your hand over your head and just grab hold of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So just hold it for right now. Shit, it did. Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Father God. Ooh. I see that python also just try to, I'm trying to grab hold of it. Well, you can come out too. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. See, this is God. This is God. This is God. He said, he said it's happening today. He said it's happening. I'm just obedient. She said submitting and saying yes. So you got to fight against God. You got to fight against God. You got to fight against God. I'm not going to wrestle with you. I'm just going to tell you what God said. Now, if you want to fight, we got some angels. We got some angels, and we definitely have his word with the shield, with the sword. You're coming out of it right now in the name of Jesus. You're coming out of it right now in the name of Jesus. I call it out of you right now. Release her right now in the name of Jesus. Come Get out there. There it is. Now I just begin to pull that off for you. Oh, there it is. It's releasing. Oh, get it out of you. Yes, Lord, pull that off of her, and we cast it to the dry places right now in the name of Jesus. Just pull it out of you and cast it down, cast it down, cast it down, cast it down. Just keep pulling it and casting it down in the name of Jesus. Get all that crap off of you that's been holding you down, that bondage, that heaviness, that oppression. We cast that out of you right now in the name of Jesus. Get all of that off of the Lord. She doesn't desire, and you said definitely today is the day it has no more legal authority or right. God is, I have ordained it. I have put you guys. He is removing that from you right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Now, let the bomb of Gilead go and seal and heal, Lord. Let the bomb of Gilead just go and anoint her and keep her covered in you, Father God. How you ever say that? Let the word of God go forth, begin to pour forth in, fill those voids. Areas. Go forth and build those void areas. Have no place to come reside. Now the word of God is in those areas. The word of God is healing us. The word of God is filling us. The presence of God is coming up. Thank you, Father God, as you continue to cleanse her. Yes, Lord. Cleanse her, Father God. Oh, there we go. Oh, you're about to have a visitation from the Holy Spirit. Mm. You ought to have a visitation from the Holy Spirit on a level you have not quite had yet. He's coming in. Oh, the door is opening. And it's not, mm, there it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. That's it. Let that light in. There it is. Let that light in. Yes, it's going to sit there. That's it right there. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Daddy God. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. That's it. Oh, that's it. Let it saturate. Let it saturate, Father God. We praise you. Let it saturate, Father God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm. There you go, Father God. Mm. Now, now, you just, you just, you just commune with the Lord right now. You just commune with the Lord right now. You just commune with the Lord right now. Let Him just work in you. 
hear from him, it's that intimacy we were just reading about and talking about, that intimacy, yeah, yeah, yeah. right now, it's just you and God. It's just you and God. You just, you just, you just go. Father God, just love on him. Ooh. Mm. Love on the Lord, yes. Release. Release. Mm. Stuff is just being released. Stuff is just coming out for you now. He's just pulling stuff off of you right now. He's just pulling stuff off of you right now. His presence is just pouring down inside of you. His stuff is just coming off of you. He's just running away. His presence is filling you. See, right now, the Holy Spirit just opened up and said, I'm coming from you and spend some time with you, daughter. Things that you've been desiring, things you've been wanting, things you've been under pondering now, I will forgive in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. All right. Mommy, no. Go ahead. Evolution is possible because you're going to mute for a minute. <laughs> Okay, Maria, you ready? Father God, Father Mm. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Yet it'll go said, did it go said, did it go said. Okay, so first I'm hearing your household. I'm hearing your household. Hmm. Your household. Yet it'll go boosting you. Did it again, did it again, did it go. Hmm. There's division and strife in your household. There's division and strife in your household. Father God, thank you, thank you, thank you, Father God. Yes, 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 Father God. There's division and strife in your household. I'm going to say it's like a control chaos. It's like a control chaos. Now, why do I say a control chaos? Because the hand of God is upon it. There are some things that are definitely not in order. But the thing is, it could be worse. Now, this is the thing. Out of this control chaos, God has you positioned so that you're seeing, that you're learning, and that you're ministering and administering as the Holy Spirit leads you. 
See, I know you just want to say you all need to stop with this need to turn or whatever. God says, no, my daughter, you need to stand still. You need to hear from me. But see, what he's looking at, he's trying to get you the real situations and circumstances and not just the, not, not just the trees, not the branches. And because you are technically the head, you are the head of that ministry, meaning your family, you are the one that is positioned to administer as the Holy Spirit tells you to administer. So now you need to be still so that you can hear from God. Because, see, if you get out of order in this chaos, then that chaos is going to spin out of control. See, God is using you to speak to this storm, but you can only move as God gives you direction, as God gives you impartation. So just imagine a tornado, which is, if it goes any path, it can cause destruction. But God has spoken to you, Maria, and said, you, my daughter, hear from me, and you will control this chaos. You will control this so it will not spin out of order, and it will, it will bless in the end. But right now, it's going to run its course. There's nothing that you can do to stop what is going forth because of, of a lot of different reasons. But God said, let it run its course, but you control the chaos. You can only control the chaos through the revelation and listening of the Holy Spirit. You can only control the chaos if God gives you direction. And as he gives you direction, that's true. What did I just say about Jesus in reading? God said he would give them this, but he'd have to ask for it. And Jesus asked. You can control the chaos if you ask God to give you revelation, to give you strength. This is the thing which you must get to a point of acceptance. The chaos is there, and I know that's hard. The chaos is there, and it gets hard sometimes because we want to change. Well, you know what? We can change easily. Some of us are still don't understand the need for a change because we think we're fine as we at. But we're looking in man's eyes, not the way God sees us. So the chaos is there. So your your best way is to see God how to handle, how to manage this chaos for his glory and for your good. See, that's what God is doing. He's showing you how to manage this chaos so it won't spin out of control. And in the end result, it'll be for your glory, for his glory, for your good, and for those of your household's goods as well. So you stand, and you stand there for and you let his word and the revelation and the power of his word come forth and give you what you need so you can walk in accordance with the leadership of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you don't shut up, amen. If you don't hush, if you don't hush, let me tell you what I've been Amen. Doing. Amen. Be quiet. Be quiet. Be quiet. I do see we're going to get on after you're done. That's Erica Cannon. That's all, man, I tell you. Oh, my God. Last week, me and Erica, we talked about this. And it is division and strife in my house right now because of living arrangements, especially the change. Um, And, like, my, my household, we've been together three years, and it's like, it is Christ. Oh my God, it is chaos. And I like for instance, I'm I don't get the I don't I'd rather hear than to be told what has what's going on in my house. So sometimes my daughter can feed into 
the extra stuff, and I don't, I don't, I listen, and I don't react because that's flesh. You understand what I'm saying? So, so I, I, I oh my God, oh my God, um, and and like you say, I'm, I, I stand still to hear from God, and me and Erica has been you know, going over some issues in my household. How I'm going to, um, how I'm going to um, present. You know, the change. I mean, we're moving. We're moving to another home, um, and you know, normally Maria, we look for looking out for everybody. You know, in the house. You know, and 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 now I'm I'm to the point where, um, in order for my sister to grow up, the vision has to take place as far as separating homes. But I'm not. And my spirit said, you know, don't. You know, I'm not gonna put her out in the street. Of course not. But um. Like you say, last week was decisions that have to be made, which decisions are being made. It's just that I, I, I'm not rushing to, I am the head of the household, and I, I'm not rushing to run anybody out, but I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm waiting, waiting on him for the right words to say. Do you understand what I'm saying? If that means anything. Um, but, whew, thank you for the ask of God for help, because I've been, I've been, seeking him for answers for what I need to say because even though it may hurt, but it, it has to be said eventually. But I'm not trying to hurt anyone. I mean, there is division and strife in my home. Travis came home last week and said the house is not in order. Um, the house, he even said it. He came and said the spirit said that the household is in disarray. That's what he said. Um, and you said division, man, and strife. So hey, mm. and I'm I'm in control of this chaos. I mean, I, well, you know, I'm the oh Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I'm gonna go on mute. Oh, it's overwhelming. I'm, I'm oh Jesus, <laughs> because my household is in disarray. Is it? It's a division because everybody wants to. I mean, I know I want to have my own space, and I know she wants her own space. But as far as the financial obligations, she don't have it. But I'm not, I'm, it's, it's, oh, God. Oh. Mm. I'm on mute. I can't say nothing else. But I thank you for the prayer. I'm going to stand still to hear from him. Because all I have been doing now is telling her, well, we get in, we in this home, we're in right now through the 31st. And I already said, I, said it, I, I, put, it, I put it out there that it's a three-bedroom, two-bath. And I left it alone because right now it's five of us, five girls, women, three bedrooms. I'm on mute. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. Lord, dear. <laughs> I got one more prayer for you, okay? Man, really? No, go ahead. <laughs> Lord, I want you to supernaturally impart into her the strength that is needed to walk with this storm. She's going to need a supernatural strength, Father, to keep her, Father, 
Lord, she wants to run the opposite way, Father. She's going to need a supernatural strength to gird her up, Father, to give her the strength, the ability, and even the desire to press on when she wants to go the other way, Lord. So we begin just to pour forth deep down inside of her heart, her spirit, soul, and body. All that is needed so she can rise up and do that which you have called her to do, Lord, so she will walk after the perfect will of God, not the acceptable, not the good, but the perfect will of God, so she can accomplish. Here comes right there, flowing deep, 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 deep. Yeah, yeah, now, Lord, now, 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 Father, go around now, now, begin to pull that out of which is going to go against it, pull it out of her, pull it out of her, there it is, coming out of her right now, out of her, in the name of Jesus, we cast you to the dry places, we'll get out of her, cast you to the dry places, we'll the Lord of God, of course, cast you to the dry places, that's it, that's it, yes, Father, fill those voided areas with your word. Get all of that out of us, that residue, get all of that out of us to the dry places right now. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, the bomb is going in the soul. Fill out the cracks, the crevices, Lord. We break all generational course, our blood ties right now in Jesus' name. Let the word of God go forth, fill those avoided areas. Continue to place a hedge of protection around our life and continue to increase in her heart so she can walk after that what she called her to do. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay. All right, amen. Amen. All right. Brother Nature. Brother Nature. I will send him a text and who's next? Uh, Fanny? What was her name next? <laughs> Somebody laughing about something. What? It's me. It's me. <laughs> Maria laughing. Fanny is next. And then Renee. Okay. Huh. Huh. All right. Okay, Robot should go say should go say should go run the gas up or baka should go say should go saraga. So you said Fanny's next. Yep. Okay. I'm assuming she's still on. I'm gonna text her to make sure. Okay. So what I do, I'll pray for um, Renee until I hear back from my um, either one of those. So, you ready, Renee? Renee? Okay, Renee to be on in a second. I'm still here. Okay, Renee, you ready? Yeah. Okay, here we go. 
Thank you, Father God. You're looking now, Father God. Continue to stir her up, Lord. Continue to stir her up, Father. You should go say she go say she go. Continue to stir her up, Father God. You go say she go say she go say she go. Continue to stir her up, Father. You go say she go. He's got to stir you up so he can so you can get all that stuff that's inside you. I know Mark talked about uh, before that after a tornado has gone through that the ground is more fertile. So that stirring up will bring up the good as long well as the bad, and that's what God is doing in your life right now. He's stirring up a lot of stuff, and in that stirring up process, you'll be able to get rid of the, the bad stuff, the stuff that is not like God, the stuff that is not of God, the stuff that is even of you that God says no, no longer. So this stirring up process, when the Holy Spirit begins to speak to you and shows you, okay, get rid of that, keep this, grow this up, just listen to him. Just listen to him. Let him take you along the pathway that he desires for you to go. And this process, this is a season of stirring. So in other words, it's not a day, it's not a minute. It's a season of stirring. So God is personally, personally, having purposely having you in a season of stirring, so He can purify you and use you for another greater go- for another greater good. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. I'm going to also real quick. Let me pray for Chrissy. She had a gun rush. She looked at the go San Rando, go say she looked at the go San Rando, go say she looked at the go San Rando, go say she looked at the go San Rando, go say she Help her to understand that your ways, your thoughts, your desires are not the same as hers. And help her to see it and begin to come in line with that which you wanted to walk, move, and do, Lord. Father God, continue to impart, guide, direct, and allow your spirit to anoint you to keep her. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We pray for Tisa. And the baby, continue to anoint, continue to impart, continue to get strengthened and correct this little one, so she can rise up to be that which you called her to be. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All righty. So now, did they make it back on yet? Amen. Let you on yet? Yeah. All right. Me and Elsa are going to pray for you. Um, I'll start. Well, you want to start, Erica? Doesn't matter. You can go ahead and start. I'm driving, so I'll okay. get to a place where I can stop. Yeah. Cool. 
Father God, continue to move on him, continue to speak to his heart, continue to give him the revelation, the desire, the strength to press on, Father. And Father God, I'm going to continually pray for the investors. Pull them to him, Lord. Pull them to each other, Father God. Father, we were just reading about the counsels of the God here. In your eternal counsels, Lord. So in your eternal counsels, you know who you you have prospered so that they will be able to meet together with me so that they can further your covenant purposes, Lord. You know who you put into a, a place of financial prosperity, Lord. So they will be able to meet with me. And and your eternal purposes will be established, Father. And so, Father God, you've structured all of this so that everything will manifest in the way and at the time that you desire to happen, Father. Ah, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute now. Now, now, mm, 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 mm. okay, this is a whole nother level here. Mm, yes. The patience that you are exhibiting is so needful and purposeful because you can't walk at this level if you're walking in anxiety. You can't walk at this level and allow God to do what he's doing in your life if you get anxious and, and fretful because you pull yourself out of position. 
God has purposely positioned you exactly where you need to be so that you can move in the fullness of who he calls you to be. Right now, Roger is a city exactly where it needs to be. Mm, my God. Wow, God is so positioned and watching it, like in the Word of God, that it's a light on top of a hill and it will draw all men to it. That's what's going on with watching. That's why you're getting called out the blue. That's why people are coming to you with this, because God has positioned it out in the workplace, out in the marketplace, that they're beginning to recognize and see it, so they're becoming drawn to you. They're not seeking investors at this point. They're seeking you. They're seeking you because the hand of God is upon your life, which means it's upon Roger, and now he's drawing all men to you. So now this is where it's important that you all are unified as a body so that you can filter out those who are not of God. You can filter out those who are just this straight on satanic involvement. You can filter out those who have their own selfish and personal desires and agendas. And you allow God to cut those who God has said, this is the one, that's the one, that's the one. But there are several. There are several. And and this is where you all as a board and, and that camaraderie and that one accord that you all will have to filter out those who God says, nay, no, nay, nay, nay. No. So, but but I'm asking that the light shine favorably upon those who hand God is just, just this is the one. I, I still feel there are several, and it's probably because in different aspects of what you're trying to do. But I feel there's several, more than just one, and that God's light will shine favorably upon them. So you, even if they like, like I said, just imagine if you're on a hill and you can see everybody, but you can see even if they're in the back of the crowd, you still recognize them. Even if they're in the midst and surrounded by somebody else, you'll recognize them because the light of God will so shine on them that it will just draw you to them. Again, what I'm praying for is that you will be drawn to them and they will be drawn to you. So the angels, again, the angels are moving everything in the plan and the purpose. He is so preordained for this to manifest. His hand, his covenant will be fulfilled. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. You know, it, it's so interesting how God works because as you were praying, you know, I'm trying to find somewhere to pull over to the side of the road, and I start praying. And it's like at the same time that you were talking, and I'm praying, I see my vision, my visual was that Nate was standing in the middle of a triangle mm. with a light shining beneath him as one shining brightly above him. And it's, you know, the triangle is representative of the triune God imparting into him, allowing him to see the the wholeness or you know, the fullness, but also allowing him to see the Trinity so that they impart in him, you know, uh, collectively but separately. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
And you know, the the thing the thing is that as as he is communing and fellowshipping with God and then he's being able to see the you know God in in the Trinity as well and then things being imparted you know um on him or to him it is to build him and to strengthen him for where God is taking him because without without him being able to um experience this collectively but individually or separately it will he would not be able to um i guess it he he he's going to be able to do what god has for him to do but this being able god imparting into him in this manner will just I guess take him to that next level where he will be able to embrace this in you know embrace this experience and in this impartation to a, a whole nother level that cannot even be explained um verbally this, you know, this impartation gives you the, um, you know, it strengthens you in all aspects. It strengthens your walk. It strengthens your your speech, and as God imparts to you, those that are part of your leadership, you will be able to impart those things into them. Because I, you know, remember uh, some time ago I was mentioned, you know, when I prayed for you, we talked about the fact that you have all these individuals around you that support you and encourage you, but there is going to be an aspect of your journey that you are going to have to travel alone. And this will be, again, that um, that uh, extra energy, that additional push or oomph that um, you need so that the people that you have surrounding you and working with you will definitely see the manifestation of God in your life. And how though, you know, everyone has their own personal um, input or impartation into this, you know, into this, this thing, into this, um, this journey that God has you on, they will be able to see the differentiation in them, in you, and in God. It's just like a uh, empowering um it's 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 like an empowering 
thing that's that's going on and you know your all of your senses are definitely you know um going to be enhanced increased and stronger continue to just walk in God you know as he lead and guide you because within you he has you know placed leadership and um in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. You made my body temperature get high. I had to turn my air on high. <laughs> Woo. Mm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Oh, okay. Oh, good morning, Mother Regina. How are you? I'm great. Fine. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. Uh, I'll pray first, and then I'll let Sam pray when he gets back on. Glory, God. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. Amen. Koshara <laughs> It's like I, I see you, uh, you and the doctor communicating. And you know, it's like he's telling you your um your your strength and your 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 way of living and your strength is an encourager 
Wow. Teshara Hasida. Mokoshara Hasida. It's like you're, you, it's like I see you sitting on the doctor's table in the office and he and you are having a conversation. Keshite Hesara. Glory God. Shitara Hasida Mokoshida. Seitida Mokoshara. Keshite Hese. Shotoro Mokoshara. Keshitara Mokosha. And whatever he's telling you, he's telling you that however, you know, your way of of doing things, your way of living your life is an encourager and that you continue down that path. Wow. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Oh, thank, thank you. That's what I need. Wow, I got doctor's appointment in a couple of hours. Wow. Ooh. Is anything in particular going on? Well, I tell you what, uh, my daughter, uh, uh, this doctor put me on insulin a couple of years ago. And uh, I told him, I, he took me off of one, and every time I go, I tell him my numbers are down, but he said, I, I, I'll see you in three months. Been doing this been going on for two years, okay? Okay. And my numbers are way down. So my daughter said, Mama, and, and Nate too said, Mama said, your numbers are way down. Said, you shouldn't even be on that insulin, you know, okay? And so uh, she goes to endocrinologist, and she told her about my numbers, and she said, bring me over there. So they're taking me mm. today. And okay. She said, Bring my number. So what you said, oh my God, that that that's okay. what I mean. Amen. Because I, I I just see the conversation. I don't know the details of it, but you're being encouraged that the you know how you're doing things and you know how you are you know I guess taking care of yourself or you know taking care of whatever it is. Is that it's seeing it's being seen as favorable, and you're being encouraged to continue to do what you're doing. Thank you. That's you what know. I need. So. That's what my spirit was saying, and uh, and then by you and and what you told Nate was just right on target. Mm. Amen. Amen. Right, right on target. Lord have mercy. Oh Lord. Good yeah, and let me tell you this. God is just using you mightily, just mightily, just mightily. And I, I, can, see the, I can see the Lord taking you even deeper, mm. even deeper into your prophetic, even deeper. Some, some folks have tried to discourage you, but God said you ignore <laughs> them. <laughs> Amen, God. Amen. Lord, I thank you. You ignore them mm. because they're God. jealous. They are jealous mm. of what they're giving you, okay? Shut up, Everybody mm. can't walk office. Everybody can't walk office of a prophet. People can prophesy, but they're not walking off prophet. Mm. Amen. But God is about who he gives that title to and who he, gives, mm. who he gives that gift to. Everybody doesn't have that gift of prophetic, okay? And God likes it because you use it wisely and you use it uh, scripturally. And God is pleased with that, and he's even going to take you to higher levels in, in that you will be able to give dates 
and dollar amounts and uh, uh, and things that he's been showing you in your sleep, and you haven't said anything to anybody. God said, I'm bringing that into fruition. Mm. He's been showing you some things in your dream. told you to be quiet about it, but he's going to tell you now you can speak out. You can speak out. There's something he told you to lay low and be quiet on, but now he's going to release you. And uh, my spirit just spoke and said, I see you on the work panel. Mm. I see you being invited. Somebody just going to be on this line. See, Brother Sam doesn't know everybody's on this line listening because of their receiving help on this line, okay? Mm. And uh, sometimes people stay on mute and don't say anything, but they're being helped. And you never know where they're calling from or where, and somebody will hear you, and, and they will you will be invited. You're going to be invited. You know, I don't know how soon. I said, I don't know how soon, but you're going to be invited to be on the Word channel because you got a word. You you have a word. And and those who try to discourage you and say things, uh, they do it a little nasty, like a little hastily, you know, be talking to y'all, girl, yeah, ain't nowhere. Uh, ignore them. And, and the, mm. the word is, touch not my anointing. Do my prophets no harm. That's what the word says. And, and, and those that are coming against you, God said, they better be careful because their name will show up in the mm. picture column, okay? A little ahead of schedule, all right? Early, early sunset. So those that come against you, God said, you still continue to ignore them. I got your back. He said, I got your back. And, and, and God oh, thank you, Jesus. God said, you got a situation that you haven't anybody about. And God said, I got your back, and it's being taken care of. Mm. Amen. Thank you, God. He said, don't you be worried about it. He said, because that's not of him. You got too much Jesus in you to be worried Mm. about. Mm -mm -mm. He he said, it's being taken care of. He said, I got your back. I got your back. Glory, God. Thank you. I got your back. And so he said, just cease from worrying. He mm. it's being taken care of, okay? Glory. Amen. Amen. God God bless you. We love you. Let God continue to use you mightily, great woman of God. Thank you. God bless you as well. Amen. Amen. Mm. All right. Well, Mary's still on a lot because I was trying to pray for her. You supposed to pray for? I told Mother Regina you would pray for her when you got back on the line. She has a doctor's appointment. Okay. No problem. All right. I Okay, so basically what I'm about to do, my Regina, is to take a portion of my anointing and give it to you. 
Holy Spirit, you know what you desire to do. You know how you need to do it. So, Father God, oh. Pour that down inside of her, Lord. Pour that down inside of her, Father. Pour that down inside of her, Father. Yo, Father, yes, that's it. Yes, let her receive that. Pour that inside of her, Lord. Pour that inside of her heart, spirit, soul, and body, Father. Yes, Daddy God, release that unto her, Lord. Mm. Yes, 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 release it unto her, Father. Let it settle inside of her, as it will give her the encouragement, the strength, and the desire to press on in spite of all that's in front of her. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you. I receive that. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. Thank you. Pastor, I receive that. Blessings to you and your family. I receive that. Thank you. No problem. Amen. Amen. All righty now. Okay. Well, again, everyone. Hello. 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 Yeah, I went to hide in my office for a minute under the pretense that I was looking for some work with. All right, well, let, me, let me do Patty Marie, then we can pray for you. <laughs> I know Patty <Patty's> like, what are you going on? That's all right. That's all right. I'll go back on you. I'm going to creep all around right. in this office for a few more minutes. <laughs> all right, no problem. Okay, bye-bye. Or, okay. Or, Fanny, 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 Yada the Ghost, and Brian the Ghost, Yes, Holy Spirit, Yada the Gondigand, 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 てでもこしゃさら。けしゃらはすい。けしゃらはすいてでもこしら。けしゃらはすいてでもこしら。そとろもこしさら。けしいたらはさら。そとろもこしさら。けしいでもこしてでへいら。こしたらはさら。そとろ
Don't allow the um, consistent um, prodding or conversation, um, you know, that, you know, that may be going, that may be said directly to you or that you may feel that's going on around you. Don't allow that to um, put you in a position to move quickly or abruptly. Stand firm. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm going to go for your family. Uh-huh. I do something. Okay. I just said I don't. I'm I'm gonna pray for her family. She don't go around there to go say she to go say she to go say she to go say she I'm still dry, 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 dry. Yeah, that he's like he's troubled, something's going on with him. He's frustrated about something. I don't think he I think it's something that you see in him. He might not have voiced, but there's something going on. Hmm. There's something pulling at him. There's something pulling on him. Yes, Father God. Father God, whatever it is, Lord, that's pulling on Dre, let him hear from you, Lord. It's not for me to say still whatever, but Lord, it's something that's that that that's just just got, keep him in peace. Keep him in peace, Father. For if he's in peace, he will be settled. He can hear from you. He will know what to do because he is a man of God and he trusts you. But right now, he's unsettled, he's disturbed, and he's really just trying to figure something out and it's, try, it's really upsetting him. But God, I'm asking you to keep him settled, keep him in peace, keep him from keep him in line with you and your word, and from there he will get what he needs or whatever it might be. So just continue to place a hedge of protection around him that will keep him settled. So he can, mm, mm, mm. ah, got it, got it, got it. There are a lot of changes that he's going through, so he needs to be settled so that he can hear from God what it is that God needs for him to do rather than what he needs to do. And that's where they were. So that's the trick of the enemy, because if he can get him distracted and just settle, just, you know, gruntle, then he'll, he'll move wrong. So if the Holy Spirit will keep him settled, he'll be able to move him in position to what God's calling him to do, and that way he'll make the correct decision. So thank you, Father God. Pour forth into his life that which is needed. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Okay, I got Lisa, I got Erica. How so how long for you going to the other office, Eric? Um, I what is twelve twenty, I don't go it's about forty minutes. Okay, well let me pray for Lisa then because I know she's running from kids. Okay. <laughs> All right. Please. I'm here. Okay, I'm, I'm ready to pray for you. Okay. All right. 
Did you hear any of the lesson that we were reading today? Please. I'm sorry, I wasn't, no. I didn't turn okay. on it, so I wasn't able to hear it. That's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just read something from Fanny. All I can say is, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Um, so it's talking a lot about hearing, intimacy with God, being positioned. It's just, it's just a lot. And... um. Let me see real quickly. Um, well, I just have to read it to you later. But okay. right now, God is desiring intimacy from you. And, and see, that's kind of like even touching on what Erica was saying before. That intimacy with God, that closeness with Him, is how, is what you're going to need in order for you to do what you to do so that your children can rise up and do what they need to do. So that interesting and see this is this is the this is the rub and this is what we have to understand. And even the reading that they talked about it. Um the challenge is to seek God first and to trust him about everything else. Because we have stuff in front of us that needs to be done. Timelines, deadlines, people pulling on this, people pulling on that. And God, I need, I need, look, I, I got a lot of stuff pulling on me, so I understand. But to see God first, that's the challenge. To put him first, that's the challenge. To put him first and to trust him that all this other stuff is going to be done. But he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then all these things will be added unto you. So my challenge to each and every one on this line, this is Lisa's prayer, but this is a challenge. She, she talked about it about trusting God. Read that scripture and say, Lord, I'm going to, I don't want to say challenge, but Lord, prove me this. So I, I want to say challenge. Lord, I, 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 I want to challenge you about this. I'm going to take the time. I'm going to take the effort. I'm going to do what I need to do to seek you first. Holy Spirit, help me with this because I'm struggling. I'm going to, I don't even see this when I see everything else that needs to be done. But, Lord, I'm going to take the time to seek you first. And then I'm going to trust you that all this stuff that needs to get done, get done, that I'm going to have the finances, I'm going to have whatever it needs to get done, I'm going to have it. Try them. That's a challenge to each and every one of you. That's a challenge for you to challenge God and challenge him on that basis. And understand what I'm talking about and understand the spirit of what I'm talking about. I might have a better word than challenge, but right now that's what's in front of me. But that's what you need to do, Lisa, is to seek him first, to put him first. Then from that, you will get everything that you need, your finances, the provision for because I'm going to tell you what's going to happen, and I, I'm a living example of it. Those problematic children, those situations and circumstances that are that you're trying to reach that need to be reached, 
they're going to be reached. When we talked about on the business call, what is your made your biggest marketing tool? Your biggest marketing tool will be the the your children. If they go from level A to level D, or from level D to level M of improvement, that's going to be your main marketing tool. Why do I say I'm an example of that? You really think the doctors are keeping my 92, 90-year-old, 90-year-old live up in this house? Yesterday, the whole thing with my mother, you, you, all I got to do is look at everybody else's situation circumstances. Even in the, with the medication, they know what near as, as most of their friends. You really think the doctors are doing that? No. It's me doing, seeking them first with everything that's going on in my life, trusting God for provision. You think I'm really walking around in this miracle by my doing? <laughs> with the 90-year-olds in this household? Mm-mm. No, but it's me putting them first consistently, like I told Brandon the other day, when I don't want to do it and when it looks like it's not working, but still doing it in spite of. That's how things get done. That's why they walk around, not only walk around, but in the same mind for the most part. That's God. That's God's provision. But, see, we've got to be trained to see that. And to move accordingly. So your challenge, Lisa, is to seek him first, to put him first in spite of everything. And from that intimacy that you develop with him, then from that he will give you the revelation of who, why, when, what, where to do. And you just move out on that and trust him for the provision. That's what's going to be the turnaround in your life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Okay. You okay? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. I'm still. I'm still getting over. Yes, I'm still getting over. This is the first. The first stop for the first left. The first stop, I think, was I. I, I'm still between you and Erica yesterday. My whole life just flashed on my eyes. Oh, isn't that special? You make us feel love it, did it, did it? You should, because I do love y'all. I really do. Oh. Uh, uh, what was the five piece by Heart Five Heartbeat song, Where the Love Is, Where the Love in the House or something? Oh, uh huh. A Heart is a House for Love. And you know, yeah, you something, something just clicked with me. Something just clicked. How I keep saying, I'm doing this for two years and I'm done. And you'd be like, mm-hmm. And I can remember, I said, why do you always say, mm-hmm, like that? When I say, I'm done. Two, three years, stop. I'm about to get And I couldn't figure out why you kept going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why are you doing that? I'm like, you're hating on me or something. I'm like, what's going on? And yesterday revealed it all. That's why he keeps saying that. Because it's the first stop. <laughs> Wow. All I got is wow. Really? 
Do you want us to share with us, dear? Okay, well, I guess Erica, you're still on. Aricia. I'm sorry. Are you still here, dear? Yes, I am. All righty. I am, I am. You ready for your prayer, dear? <sighs> yes, I am. All righty. Reese Pieces. Reese Pieces. Yeah. I need a workbook. Do you do I need a workbook? Yeah, who you asking? I don't know. <laughs> Look, you're going to start writing stuff down anyway, so hey. Hey, you know, when you're driving, you're just trying to prepare yourself. I understand. All right. Hmm. Hmm. She was having a she was having a moment, so you know. Oh, she's back. That's so beautiful. <laughs> He ain't no good. We know, Felicia. I got you, girl. Well, you know. Well, Felicia, me and you are about to pray for Erica, and I had that special. Yeah. How are you feeling anyway, Felicia, after you had your little, you know, your moment? How are you feeling? You feel what now? I'm sorry. I said, how are you feeling after we prayed for you? How are you feeling? I feel better. That's good. A little lighter? Yes, sir. Great, great, great. Beautiful thing. I like that. Yes. Yeah. way too much joy out of this, buddy. I do. I'm asking questions. But you know what? He's got to take it in stride. You said, God, what? Got to take it in stride. Mm, oh, got to take it in stride. Well, that's a beautiful thing. I I feel you. Mm-hmm. I feel so you. if you don't, you're gonna be. You would already kill them. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, y'all ready to pray for Erica? Yes. Okay. I'm gonna pray first, and I'll let you pray. How about that? Okay. All righty. Oh Lord, well, let me go ahead and hit your crew up real quick. 
We're going to start with Patricia Arnold. Wally Horton, who should go say she to go say she to go under the gun to 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 the Rich, who should go and go to the gun to the Jelly Okay, Maria Mathis, she should go down to the go say she to go Sandra the Gandhi, go did it, and down to go did it, and that go to the go did it, and the hand did it, go did it, and the other side. Sakara. Tony, I book here at the go did it, 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 go Carlos, who did go say? She go Sandeke. She go Ndo. Kural did go say. She go say. Did 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 go say. She 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 go Schmidt, who should go say? Should go say? Should go say? Should go say? The gander, the gander, the gander, go to the gander, 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 the Father God, help her to walk in that capacity. Help her to understand the art and the necessity of duplication. Hmm. Wow. I think I need to say that again. Help her to understand the art and the necessity of duplication. For what you have in front of her, Father, she cannot and will not be able to accomplish it on her own. She needs to walk in that capacity of duplication, of administration, Father, so she can do that which you called her to do, to achieve that which you called her to achieve. He has purposely overloaded your plate. He has purposely put more on you than you can bear, so that you must seek out to him to get the anointing, to get the direction, to get the wisdom, guidance, understanding, to do that which he's called you to do. So don't pull back on anything that he has put on your plate, but seek him out for the direction, the timing, all that is needed, and seek him out also regarding those that he has sent, those that he has sent to you for you to train to walk in that capacity of manager, assistance, duplicate. So understand what's going on and the purpose behind it. When you see him, when you seek him, when you see him, when you allow him to do that which is needed 
again, those that you are pulling up on that mountain, they will be able to walk up on their own capacity in due time. So it is a necessity that you take the time out of yourself to train them because if not, they will never be able to walk out on their own. Mm. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Love you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I mean, you know what, Erica? I really don't have much to impart because, I mean, the twins, um, mother and family pretty much got you covered. You know, but the one thing I will say is kind of for everybody, but since we're praying for you, we can no longer delay. We we can no longer put off. You know, um, say we're going to do it tomorrow or next week or, you know, wait until everything gets lined up. We just got to, we do just have to move. You have to just go. Overnight it, whatever you need to do, just go. Um, because time is of the essence. Time is of the essence. Um, so just stay in prayer. In the next couple of days, stay in constant communication with the Father um, because now that he has given you the revelation and the information, he's going to want you to move at a certain pace. He's going to want you to move at a certain pace. And so, Lord, just give her the ability to be in peace so that she can hear your voice clearly give her the ability to um, be at rest, even in the midst of chaos and running around for her good or for your glory. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. 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 Come on now. Okay. Y'all hold on one second. Amen. Reverend Erica. <laughs> Minister. <laughs> Apostle. <laughs> I'm loving it. <laughs> I love you. You said that real quiet, but I heard you. And yes, yes. 
Oh, that's right, guys. Somebody online who wants to pray, I'm going to go ahead and pray for them. I don't know how much more we got. Probably about, we got probably about half an hour. I don't know. You got 25 minutes. Okay. Oh, you decided to speak up, Jim Sergeant in Arms. Mm-hmm. I figured you'd get around to praying for me eventually. The list was long mm-hmm. today. Well, she ain't, jump, she ain't jumping toward it, none whatsoever. <laughs> well, you, you already had a plan going, so I just figured you'd get to me eventually. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Anyway, so let me pray for them. I Father God, first of all, center them, Lord. Center them, Father. Put them in a place of peace, Lord. Let them not be frustrated or frazzled, Father God. For you did not leave them to this place to leave them and forsake you. That's in your word. You said, I will never leave nor forsake you. So, Father God, center them in you in a place of peace, Father so they can hear from you. For you have instruction and you have a way out. But, Lord, if the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, if he can steal that joy, if he can steal that peace, then they're already defeated. The Holy Ghost minister to them right now. Touch them. I'm asking you to send your angels on their behalf so they can walk in the provision that you've already provided for them, Lord. You are Jehovah Jireh, their provider, Father. You cannot leave them to a cliff to push them over the edge, Lord. You led them to this work to prove out your word. You led them to this point to prove out to say, hey, I am God. I will cover you in the midst of all that is coming against you, but you must seek me and allow me. That's what you're doing in the life, Lord. That's where they're at. They, they're at this crossroad. They're at this hard place. So they can come to the understanding that the word of God will prove itself to be true despite of all. So God be God, but center them so they can see, speak, and hear from you. And from that point, they can go forth to do that what you call them to do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. Well, I guess it's your turn, Pam. I might check my phone if there's anybody else. <laughs> Pam is so enthused. Oh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. I want to listen, too. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, your sister, your partner in crime. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I want mm-hmm. She's in the talking about acting like that was the first time she had ever heard heard that when I've been telling her that for a minute now. Mm-hmm. Well, but no, that, that, that's the key word. That's the first time she ever heard. Oh, okay. Okay. It, it was that in front of but again, that's been between hearing and listening. She actually heard it and received it at that point in time. Oh, okay. So but when I said it, it was heard. at 747 going over her head, huh? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Gotcha. I was just startled, but I was I was just out dumb now that this is the first stop. Like that just messed my whole world up. Well, I'm gonna say it like this: She heard it the whole time. It's just now she's listening, because listening is the key. You can hear anything all day. Ooh, Lord Jesus. Yeah, oh boy. Oh, man. My bad. <laughs> back, back. I am going back on mute. <laughs> <laughs> she had off the table herself just to drop that national thing, and then she's going back on the table. I'll leave you alone. Well, God, y'all made me have to step out and take a trip to the gas station. I got parents up in there. 
Oh, you. All right, were well, you ready, Pamela? Sure, let's do this. Right, let's go ahead and get it over with. Uh, oh, okay, you actually might have a word for Pam. You want me to go first, though? Say what? I said, Erica might actually have a word for you. I was asking that she want me to go first. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you go first. I'm driving again. Okay. Oh, yeah, come on this way. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, was trying to, I was trying to figure out where I was. All right. I'm thinking. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, hold on. You can hear this. Not hear but you can hear. Let me check in the call. Oh man. It's all in here. You hear it? Yeah. All right. Thank you. Come on, people. What are we doing? What are we doing? Waiting on them to pray for me. Oh, I'm sorry. Not y'all. I'm sorry. I'm talking about the people in this parking lot. Excuse <laughs> me, y'all. I forgot I wasn't on mute for. <laughs> I meant to go back on mute just in case somebody made me mad and brought the touch up at me.
Okay, I'm ready, Tammy. Yep. Okay. Take the baby steps. It's more important that you take baby steps than to stop. So for you, you need to focus on keep moving. Okay, Lord, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? Because see, there's a variety of different things that are happening. If you keep moving, you're keeping your motion going. If you keep moving, you keep allowing it God. And even 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 when we're reading the day we were talking about, it's in the process of servanthood that, that he transforms you to maturity. So in servanthood means that you're actually doing something. So it's that process of doing it, not sitting back and waiting on God. Because if you pull back, then you're going to go into Pam, you're going to get into your head, and you're going to think you're doing something you're really not. You're walking in fear, doubt, and unbelief, and you're letting it do tough. Because I'm trying to make a decision. I'm trying to figure out God says you don't, you don't have the luxury anymore of figuring things out. He's taking that from you. He's taking that from you. Go forth into that bedroom. He's taking the luxury in the closet, make a right. He's, take, he's taking the luxury of you having a choice over there in that closet over there. He's taking the luxury of you making a choice uh, of you he, because you're not at the level that you can do that. And he needs to train you. He needs to train you. What is what, Chuck? Just a piece of paper. Oh, right here. That's, that's just a piece of paper. You got something? Yeah. Take that and move it. It's probably some shoebox or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's training you how to move in a corner. Just the closet right there. On the other side? On the other side. I can show you here where our flowers are at. And that's where I thought it was initially. But it sounded like it was more so because I thought it was over here. Yeah, I thought it was over here, Chuck, but then the sound is I let him do it and you can hear. 
You see how it sounded like it was more so in there than over here? And I was saying, now you know the house was moved. So I hope it ain't behind that mirror. If it is, it's going to have to come from that other wall. Uh, these lights up? I don't think so. Okay, Pam. So the luxury they're on of you making a choice, Pam, has been taken from you because of where you're at. That's all. Let's be sure they didn't take all this. Come on. Well, maybe it is all. Wow. I didn't know that was on. Yeah, that, then that must be on that circuit or whatever because it was on. This is off in here. I know the stereo's no stereo's on because I'm looking at the lights. This is on. Yeah, the bathroom is off, right? That's right behind you. Yeah, to the um, in here, keep straight, go straight. This door right here in the middle. Right here. Okay, Pam. So the luxury of you making a choice has been taken away from you, but now the thing is, again, with the intimacy thing, you've got to trust the master and trust your relationship. Move as he is calling you to move. Pull not back. Let him grow you and mature you so you can rise up and be used by him. So, again, you don't have that. Again, I talked to Felicia about the other day, being a follower and being a leader. You follow Christ. You don't try to lead. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Pam, you, Pam, you know I love you, right? Oh, good grief. I'm just saying. That's not a good, uh, I mean, that's not a good preamble. I'm just, I'm, okay, <laughs> but um, anyhow. That sounds like your mama before she kick your butt. <laughs> Right, right. And I'm I'm not going to go that route, but I'm just going to make the, you know, yeah, I'm just saying that amen that you gave Sam. <laughs> the amen was like, mm-hmm, all right, then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, okay. I'm just saying. Um, And, you know, the the thing the reason that God has taken the liberty that liberty from you that luxury from you is because you will choose your view your perspective over His. Hmm. <laughs> and right. the fact that you know. That this is, you know, this is this is what God's saying. 
And I understand that his word is foolproof and it's more viable for me. But I'm going to choose my way because I feel it's safer. And you know the ins and outs, you know, or at least you believe you know the ins and outs. You know that if I take, if I choose, you know, my way or this particular option, I can visibly, physically see how I can enter in, how I can navigate within, and how I can maneuver out. Choosing God's way challenges you because then you will have to work according to that aspect of faith where it's the substance of things hoped for and not seen. So you can't really see, you know, it's, the hope is the anticipation, and the not seeing is just plain and simply not being able to see what you're navigating through. You cannot, you know, figure out walking into it safely and coming out on the other end safely. And when I say safely, not that danger will come to you, but unscathed. You know, you we- you rather come out walking upright, and you don't even want to softly bump into the wall, let alone crash. You don't want, you just don't want to feel that whatever the feeling, whether it's discomfort, whether it is fear, whether it's just that you plain and simply don't want to feel whatever it is that might challenge you to do anything other than what you want to do. And so, you know, that that freedom, that liberty has been, you know, that option has been taken away from you because God wants you to, he wants to show you how he created you and what he made you, what you made of. And you don't know what you're made of because you won't challenge yourself. You won't even push, you won't even challenge God to prove him that his word is true. So that's why that that choice or that, you know, particular thing has been removed from you. And, you know, one of the reasons that you feel that way is because you believe that you've experienced enough of those types of things, (laughs) taking chances, um, depending on... What you believe that outcome is to be, and at at what, however often or seldom, you know, it has not turned out the way that you thought it should have turned out. <laughs> not to say that it didn't turn out good. It just, you know, it probably didn't turn out as great as you wanted it to turn out. And sometimes not even realizing that. The outcome of it is what 
needed to take place to help you grow. And not that it happened at the the way that it did for your demise. It just happened that way because it had to put you in a position so you can see the potential. But at some particular point in time, you still choose. It's like you know the potential is there and you know it's possible, but you still choose what you think is the safer ground to be on. So you're at the place now that in order, I mean, where God is pushing you or the position he's putting you in is that whatever those things are, that you have, I guess, you felt that you have addressed internally but not totally released yourself of or let go of, God is taking that choice from you because the only way that he's going, the only way that you're going to be able to see this to be pressed is for you to be, um, you know, pushed and so that you can get rid of whatever those things are that keeps you choosing the safer side from Pam's perspective. So allow God, you know, allow God to enter in and to, you know, show you what he created you to be. Because you you have all the, you know, you have the characteristics and the skill set. It's just that your choice has been, I want to be safe and, you know, I just I just rather be safe and, you know, comfortable or semi-comfortable. You just don't want to be challenged and pressed because it's going to bring up some things that you've dealt with throughout your life that you think that you have put in a closed door. So just allow God to, you know, <clears throat> show you what you're made of and you have faith in what in what he's showing you, where he's leading you and where he's taking you because what the limits you have placed on yourself, God is trying to show you that there are no boundaries in him. There are no restrictions in him. And you have placed yourself within these fine lines. And you know God can take you out of it. You just don't want, you just, whatever the thoughts, feelings, and emotions that will come from that, you just don't, you just don't want to. I just, I just don't want to. And it's from mixed emotions. Again, it's not just fear. It's just I just don't want to. But he needs to put you in a position to erect that stuff that you think you buried or hidden so that he can get rid of it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. 
I still love you. you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.